Hello everyone, and this is Leaves of Grass. This is your host Jason, and with me today is Michael Hickey. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Michael Hickey is, is he is the man who lives in his car. He's a 22-year-old, um, home based in Indiana, and uh, currently travels the country, doing odd jobs, and living in his car. How's it going, man? Pretty good. How are you? <laughs> Great. So I, I came across your Instagram page it just randomly. I don't even know how. I think I was just like chilling back stone, just like sitting in my chair, mm-hmm. just like, and I come across your Instagram page and I think it was in those like, <clears throat> those like stories that come up that like pop up. Oh, just the little, the, the little stories. Like thumbnail things. Yeah. And you can click them and watch them. Uh-huh. I think that's where it came up. Really? Yeah. And then I came and then I got onto your page and I started looking at your page and I was like, damn, I could live through this guy's life. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. A lot of people say they wanna they they live through me vicariously. Yeah. Am I saying that word right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, obviously I just would scroll your videos just like working down my way down the videos and you know, so let's start from the beginning. All right. So you're in Oregon, you decide to move to Oregon. Yeah. You decide you're gonna get some work out there. And your boss had a tiny home. So tell me about that. How was that? Like, you know, you see, it's kind of a craze. They got TV shows about it and all this shit. Like, yeah. So what's it like? I mean, um, so basically, the way I got to the tiny home and to living in the tiny home in Oregon was I started in Indiana. You know, I was born in California, raised in Indiana. And then right after high school, I was just, like, bouncing around, doing odd jobs here and there. Wasn't really, couldn't find a passion, couldn't find something that I wanted to, like, spend my life doing, basically. And so I was in this, like, weird loop from after high school until I turned 21. And then when I turned 21, I got the opportunity to go work at a dispensary in Oregon. Um, The only thing was, like, I had to go right then and there. I had one week to decide. So I dropped everything I was doing in Indiana. You know, I had a house bill. That I was renting with some buddies and I still continued to pay that for like the next three months my first three months in Oregon but basically I dropped everything in a week hopped in my car drove to Oregon to go meet this dude that owns a dispensary that I've only met one other time in my life um, I and then he has a tiny he owns a tiny home so I go to live in the tiny home and work at the dispensary in Oregon it's just like this crazy new experience and I mean the coolest thing about the tiny home is that it was right next to Mount Hood in Oregon and there's this beautiful mountain 30 minutes away and just all types of cool waterfalls and scenery in Oregon and I'm out there thinking like look at me just like you know a kid that was raised in Indiana and I'm out here like traveling all doing all these cool things yeah. seeing the waterfalls the mountain all this cool stuff um and it was it was also cool cuz I started to live in the tiny home and I was like wow this is like a whole different lifestyle and that's when I got the idea to make videos about it because I was like, this is pretty interesting. What I guarantee other people would enjoy seeing this. And I've always had some sort of passion for videos. So I kind of, um, I kind of just started making like little clips because like I'd see other people making tiny house videos on Instagram and TikTok. And I kind of was like, I could do the same thing, but use my personality. So I started doing that. And it literally, my first two videos, I didn't know how to make videos. And yeah. then my third video I got on YouTube and I was like, okay, how do you make a video that goes viral on TikTok? And I got out a pen and paper and I wrote down the whole list and 
basically, um, yeah, I just like followed this checklist of like viral tactics to use. Posted that video, my third ever video on TikTok, and it got 1.7 million views, and it gave me wow 25,000 followers. No shit. Within two and a half weeks. So that really like boosted my um, inspiration and like motivation to keep making these videos. Yeah, I bet. And like keep going on this path of like, um, just like it was. It was like a cool new thing, and like you know, everyone wants to. Uh, make like YouTube videos and TikTok. That's always something I've been like interested in. So now that I have this like uh, this small following that I can I can continue to grow. Like it gave me a sh- a bunch of motivation and a bunch of like inspiration, and I kept going down that path until eventually I. Um... Well, I don't know. I think I answered your question like twenty minutes ago. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I was nah, man, that. you're you're fine. I'm just like I'm just like sitting back listening because I mean I understand. I mean a lot of people, you know, the the American way is to go to college, get out of college, get a job, have your family, you know, do all these things. And I think when a lot of people get to talk to somebody who's living the way you are, I think that you could ramble on just about one topic, one part of it, mm-hmm. and I think people would be fascinated by it. And I don't so. I mean, I really wouldn't worry about. <laughs> about <laughs> well, I'm the youngest you know? out of seven, right? So as a little kid, every time I'm speaking, it's like no one's really ever listening. So yeah. I kind of carry that now with me. It's like every time I start like rambling on about something, I'm just thinking like, well, I don't think anyone's even listening to what I'm saying right now. So I'm just gonna shut up. That's you know? killer, man. I mean, you know, you've got what damn near fifty thousand followers on Instagram. Just about to hit fifty thousand on Instagram. Seventy thousand on TikTok. Almost three thousand on YouTube, thirty thousand on Facebook. Wow. Um, Are you? Do you make money off of that? So on Facebook, I am monetized, and they have a they have a views cap, so I can make five hundred dollars every month on Facebook. But like, I'm getting like ten million views a month on Facebook, so I literally hit that five hundred dollar goal within a day. Man. That's my cap for the so whole month. You could be making way more money. There's people that are making twenty five grand a month off Facebook. Just so, why are you capped? That's how they're doing it. You know, they don't explain it very. Um, so, is it based off like, I mean, like, do your followers have to increase in order for that cap to rise, or? I don't know. I go and read like the description of like why it's capped, and yeah. it basically says in the future you can possibly move up and they use the word possibly so in the future you can possibly move up or stay the same or go down Dude, Facebook sucks <laughs> <laughs> I I like them cause you know they're fun to post on that's no that's like wild them. though man like you hit that many views in a month yeah yeah and that's just on one platform and I just started posting on like uh Twitter, because Twitter has now a TikTok for you page. Yeah. Um, so Twitter, Pinterest, they have the same thing. Reddit, they have the same thing. Um, Rumble, another platform that a lot of people are going to. So you're to. posting on all these things. I'm now posting on all of these, including Snapchat. Um, I think I named all of them, but yeah. That's Snapchat, wild. YouTube Shorts. YouTube Shorts and then YouTube, the long-form content, those are two different... Yeah animals because it's like you got to post shorts every day yeah and they got to be 30 second videos that tell a story versus the 10 minute video what i want to start doing is like challenge videos so i think something that will really help um, like it like more get more interactive with the viewers yeah so or for instance like 
I want to survive on one penny until I reach a million followers. So it'd be like a me going on a road trip and I'm not stopping this road trip and I'm surviving off the penny. So I'll take the penny, flip it for a pen, take the pen, flip it for a dollar, mm-hmm. take that dollar, go buy a burger. But now I don't have anything to keep flipping. So it's like, obviously I'm, I would keep flipping up until I have enough money for lunch, keep flipping up until I have enough money to put gas in my tank. And then once I have gas in my tank, I can go do Uber for a day. And it's going to be like this day one living or surviving off a penny until I reach a million followers day one. And then it'll be a video day two, day three. So it's super interactive. They get a new video every day and it's like a day vlog, but also I'm showing them how to make money. I'm showing them how to live in their car. I'm showing them how to survive, say like stay in safe locations. And that's like the main thing I want to do is just bring the audience as much value as possible. Like I want them to watch my video and be super entertained but by the end of it, be like super inspired because yeah. now they have all the tools. Yeah, because I mean, when you when you think about it, like, you know, you can totally do what you're doing and not be scummy about it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you go take showers at Planet Fitness, you carry a Planet Fitness membership. Yeah. So you go there, you, you sit in the lounge area, you get a massage in the chairs, you... You, you do some working out, you, you know, you get to take a shower and change, yep. you know, all those types of things. So like, you know, and, and Planet Fitness is everywhere. Yep, literally everywhere. And it's probably the best tool or thing to have if you're going to be like living on the road or just traveling on the road in general and you want to do it the cheapest way possible. Because if you go to a travel station and pay for a shower, it's 15, 15 bucks, bucks yeah. per shower. You know, that's my membership for the whole month. Yeah. I think I pay 25 because I want to go use the massage beds and stuff like that. But just 25 bucks is so worth it to have a warm shower every day, a a place to lounge, a place to work out, um, all the other amenities that they have. Go refill your water. Mm. So was the tiny home, was that uh, tied into a water source, sewage? Yeah, so it was on an RV park, and they also had, like, a tiny home village. But, like, the RV park, you would just pull up your RV or tiny home, whatever you had, and you'd plug into the electric, you'd plug your sewer up, and then you'd screw on the hose for water, and then you're you're fully set up, you're good to go. The only thing I didn't realize is whenever I moved down there, I bought a regular hose, um, and I moved down there during the summertime. And then whenever winter came around the corner... The first day it was below <clears throat> like 20 degrees my all my hoses froze so i like went to my house and i turned on the water the water didn't work you know i was kind of like freaking out but i ended up having to buy like a heated hose on amazon wait like a week for it to come in so i didn't have water for a week and then you hook that up like you do your electric and it just keeps everything yep from freezing yep the the, the hose just stays warm so like it won't let any part of the pipe you know it won't get frozen anywhere along is the that way. what everybody does everyone did it and like I could have just simply looked at my neighbor's house, and <laughs> like what what is this wrap that's around everyone's? Yeah, <laughs> and I simply I talked to all my neighbors, and no one really like gave me a hint on that, and I was just like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> but not really. It was more just like a learn as you go type of thing, and that's really what a lot of a lot of Oregon was. It was like trial run. Like okay, I'm on my own now. Like I don't have my family, you know, an hour away, thirty minutes away to to rely on. You know, I, I'm, on, I'm on my own. I'm in survival mode. And, like, the first week I was in Oregon, I didn't have water or electric or anything hooked up to the tiny home. I was just living in the tiny home with no plug-ins. So it was, like, really a struggle. Why? Because there was I, – I had drove to Oregon and, like, immediately 
we put the tiny home in the RV lot, but they're like, this dude can't live in here for liability reasons. We need to sign all the papers. We need to do all the background checks. We need to make sure he's approved. We need to make sure he has a source of income, like all this stuff. It's just like getting an apartment. Wow. Going, and because I was planning on living there for six months to a year, so I was signing like a year-long lease. And it's basically like for getting an apartment. They got to make sure you got good credit. They got to do all these background checks. So I was literally parked right outside of the dispensary. Just like if I needed to get like like warm up, I'd go in the dispensary and have like a heater. And actually we had a an extension cord and we, you know, plugged the heater into the extension cord and then put it in the tiny home, which is probably like the worst fire hazard. Yeah, probably. Like ever, but I was sleeping in there, but. It was, but I was trying to get the point. What I my point I was trying to make was just like everything was like trial and error. Like I missed my first flight when I was out there, and it's like I will never miss another flight. It's the worst ever again. No, and it was during the holiday season, so like even worse because I had to buy a new ticket immediately, and it you know it was like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars, and God, but I I learned so much by failing so much, and that's like the beautiful thing about like failing is like you get to take away a valuable lesson versus if you're always like succeeding or you think you're always succeeding it's like where are these like valuable lessons that really like hit hard when you go back and think like damn i i missed that flight i'm never doing that like i'm always showing up to the airport two hours early yeah. i don't care i'll go sit and chill edit videos for yep. two, you know yeah missing flights is the worst feeling I hate it especially when you know the flight choices are already down it really hits you yeah the holiday you know I mean? season yeah so, you got this beautiful view. You're in this tiny home. I mean, you really, I mean, you have the amenities. At what point were you like, All right, let's take this show on the road? Um, so, basically, once I, get, once I got comfortable, I was in my situation in the tiny home. I was making videos. I was extremely comfortable and super happy with what I was doing. But once I get in that state of mind, I always start to look for more. So I kind of was like, you know, what's next? Like I found this thirst for travel, what's next? Where am I gonna go next? And as I'm in this like state of mind of like, what are my other opportunities? Literally like the day after I start thinking about that type of stuff, some dude walked into the dispensary and he was just like, hey, you know, I think you'd make a good salesman. And I'm like, really? Like, you know, what do you do? How much money do you make? He's like, well, last month I made like or last summer just in the summer in like uh, four months I made like 150,000 and I was like really and he's like yeah I pulled out his bank account showed me the bank bank statements and stuff and I was like you show me a check stuff for $70,000 I quit my job today and I work for you exactly no <laughs> seriously like it felt like a freaking movie it seriously felt like a movie like felt like you know Jordan Belfort was, was talking to Jonah Hill I, I just watched that the other day like you started saying that I was like oh my god bro I love that movie so much like yeah, that me movie too. motivates me to well get, I love it I love it because like Amazon Prime it's on there for free so like oh I need I, Prime so I like I'll Prime. be up late one night and I'll just be like Hob, watch Wolf. It's just so good. Yeah. I need to. I need to get that. Sh- so anyway, so this guy, he, you know. Wait, who was the girl? Salesman. Who was the girl? Margot Robbie? Is that, is that her name? Yeah. Oh, she's such a smoke show. She is, in everything she does. Everything. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What were you saying there? So your salesman. Yeah, so the salesman uh, pops in, and he basically was like, show me the pay stubs and this and that. And he was like, come work for me. Or come work for my boss 
in Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. I'll send you uh, his contact info. You can hop on a call with him, you know, do whatever you need to do. And he, it was so, like, nonchalant. And, like, it's not like he was trying to sell me on the job. Yeah. He was just like, yo, bro, this is how much money I made last summer. Like, And he was just a normal, everyday guy. And just I, a just, guy. Yeah, and I was like, okay, cool. I kind of want to do that same thing. Plus, I'd get to travel and go stay. He also said, like, I had a free apartment in Boston. So I was like, okay, free apartment in Boston. That's cool. Plus 150 grand over the summer. Like, who wouldn't at least try? Yeah. So got in contact with the boss, planned it all out. Um, I told my boss at the dispensary, I said, hey, I'm leaving for the summer, but I'm coming right back and I'll be back here in Oregon to work after the summer's over. Is that okay? The owner said yes. The manager said yes. The day before I left, the manager walked up to me and was like, yeah, it's not going to work. And I'm like, well, bro, I'm leaving tomorrow. And he's like, it doesn't like, I'm sorry. It's just not going to work. Like, we're not going to be able to, you know, keep you on the roster to work. You're no longer going to have a job here if you leave tomorrow for three months straight. We need people that are dedicated to the business. <laughs> and I was like, I was wow. like, okay, okay, bro, whatever. Like, I'm still not folding, though. Like, I'm leaving tomorrow. Like, I won't have a job. Sayonara. Peace out. So I left. Packed your shit in your car. Packed my shit in my car. Drove from Mount Hood, Oregon to Boston. And that was 46-hour drive or something. Stopped in Indiana along the way. Really? Yeah. And um, I got to Boston, started working, and I loved it. I made two grand my first week, the most money I've ever made in a week. So what were you selling? Uh, pest control, door to door. Really? Yeah. So I'd like, and it was in Boston. So I'd like adapt. I adapted some sort of a Boston accent, and it was just the funniest thing ever. I loved it. I'd be like, "Yeah, we'll get the bugs out of your yard," and like, <laughs> stuff like that. And the first day I was in Boston, I parked my car wrong, of course, in the city. Because we were living, like, right in the city. And I walked to my Airbnb, and I walked outside. And the neighbor was like, hey, you, did you park your car in the street like that? You can't park your car in the street like that. And I was just, like, she was being, like, super aggressive. And I was like, oh, my, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, you know, don't. You know. They're so condescending, too. Yeah, like. <laughs> I mean, walked inside. It's like, I'm calling the cops. And then, like, walked inside and, like, the meter maid rolled around and was like, you serious? You parked your car like this? And I'm just like, yeah, I parked my car. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I did it incorrectly. I can move it, right? And they're like, yeah, just fix it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know it was that simple of a solution, but I ended up getting a lot of parking tickets when I was Really? Like, yeah, because I actually parked on a handicap ramp. And I was sick with COVID that week. And this is why I ended up leaving because I got sick with COVID. But I got sick with COVID and I was like in the house, like shivering, like just super sick. And I look outside and like there's literally the meter maid sticking the ticket on my car. And then like I go out there and I look at it and there's three tickets stacked on top of each other. $150, $150, $150. So I owed 450 bucks. That's steep parking ticket. Yeah. Well, it's the handicap spot. Oh, like you yeah, cannot. Yeah. Like, it's the handicap ramp. So, yeah. for yeah, like, that's super bad to park in that spot. But I had no idea. I'd never really parked in the city. Like, even in Indianapolis, I didn't, like, adventure in Indianapolis very much and didn't really park in the city. Probably parked in the city, like, five times in my entire life. And then here I am in Boston. But did it for two weeks, made two grand my first week. Didn't really like how I was feeling because I wasn't making videos. Okay. And in Oregon, I was making all these videos. I did the road trip. 
landed in Boston and I wanted to hyper focus on sales because I wanted to be the best salesman I could be. <clears throat> it didn't make me happy and it didn't end up working out because I got COVID. Called my mom. I was like, hey, should I tough it out and just stay for the whole summer, try to make this 150 grand? Or should I just come back and do videos, which would make me happy? And she was like, we'll do basically whatever's going to make you happy. So I drove back, went back to my house, had no motivation to make the videos because I was in Indiana and I was like kind of seeking past happiness. So I was like, I need to go back to Oregon. That's when the videos will work. Like this is how it's going to actually work. So I was miserable in, in Indiana for about two weeks, drove back to Oregon um, and was trying to like recreate my past like happiness Yeah, did not work. Like it never, it never works. So I was trying to make videos, but I wasn't like truly happy. So like the videos came off as like me being phony. Yeah. Cause like I'm trying, I, I want to be happy in all my videos. So I didn't like how they felt and it like messed up my creativity. It messed up like my happiness and like all this stuff was like not in a line because I felt like I was chasing something in the past and I wasn't just like going with the flow, everyday emotions, every, you know, whatever the universe throws at me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but when I when I came back from Boston, I was in Indiana for a month, right? When I drove back to Oregon, I didn't have a job, I didn't have a house. Yeah, I, just like, yeah. I just drove back, sold my Honda for like 22,000 bucks, bought a $10,000 travel trailer, put 10,000 on a truck. So I had a truck and a new and a travel trailer. Moved it all into the RV park within 3 days. Within 3 days, and then I had the $2,000 spending cash which was also first, second month's rent and a bunch of other like little co costs for like, you know, getting your own home and like this and that. Yeah. I had a bunch of little costs that obviously popped up. So I needed to get a job immediately. I went and worked on the mountain, worked at Timberline. And this whole time is when I was, you know, when I was like trying to seek happiness, past happiness, and it wasn't working. So I eventually just sold all that stuff, went back to Indiana and like, just sat in Indiana for like three months trying to figure out what I was going to do. And then I came across this dude that built a bed in his car. And I was like so eager to travel because I had been in Indiana for three months at this point. And I thought yeah. I, I, I went to Oregon and I failed because I went to Boston and I went to Boston and I failed and I back here in Indiana and I'm, you know, it's triple failure. Just like fail, fail, fail. Yeah. And that was my mindset. Like I'm just a failure. Like I'm just not going to do anything with my life and like blah, blah, blah. So I finally was like, all right, all I want to do is travel. Like, what would make me happy in this very moment? Traveling. So I looked up, like, cheapest ways to travel, and I came across the dude with the bed. And he didn't take out his front seat, and he didn't, you know, cut his back seat in half. So, like, he he built the bed, but it wasn't, like, a full length. You couldn't lay down fully, but, like, there was still the platform there for your back support. And I was like, I'm going to do that, but take it, like, a couple steps further. So I'm ripping out the back seat. It seemed like the way that you have it set up seems like the the move no I need it that way because like any other way I'm 6'2 yeah you're not short so like when I'm I, I want to be able to stretch all the way out in the mm. morning like stick my feet this far into the trunk and get like a full stretch like arm stretch and everything or else it just feels too it's too claustrophobic for me if I can't do that yeah. and it like will just be miserable so like I was like I want to travel, but I don't want to be like miserable sleeping, like crumb, you know, crumbled up in the back of my back seat. So ripping out the front seat, cutting the back seat in half and just like straight shot into the trunk was the best version of what the, you know, the YouTube video I saw of the dude doing it. And 
my first trip, I was going to Florida, and I, um, I had like 300 bucks in my pocket, and I was like, let's just go to Florida with, and see how much this $300, see how long this $300 will last me, and it Drive lasted as far as I can on this. Yeah, and it lasted me like two weeks. Wow. Yeah, and then I, on the way back, I stopped in Nashville, Tennessee, um, I drove through Atlanta, I wanted to stop in Atlanta and check it out, but I, I it was like nighttime, and I was trying to get to Nashville, because there was like a couple of chicks in Nashville that I wanted to go hang out with. That didn't end up happening. Oh. Every time I chase women, like I just need to. Oh. I just need to focus on myself this year. 20, <laughs> 2020, 23. This is gonna be the year where I focus on myself and stop getting distracted by these beautiful women out there. Like I swear, that's hilarious. <laughs> you don't ever uh, do you ever crash out at like truck stops and see lot lizards? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, I haven't, but I just recently learned what a lot lizard was. Yeah. And after I learned what it was, I'm pretty sure I've seen oh, yeah. them sitting at, like, the travel stations. Because it's just, like, a, a chick, like, standing on kind of, like, an, an awkward area. And it's like, why is she just standing over there? And then it, it connected, you know, oh, when yeah. somebody told me what a lot lizard was. Yep. Yep, she is there to relieve the truckers. <laughs> crazy yeah so all right so the car you have now so you got that when you were kind of re restarting up yeah you sold Sold the travel trailer the truck you got the car Mm -hmm. you started getting the car ready Mm -hmm. what do you do is a lot of the food you eat I mean, do you cook a lot of your meals, or or are a lot of your meals, you know, not stuff you gotta cook? So I try to cook everything except for lunch. Lunch is always like a turkey sandwich, or I call it the turkey sammy, or um, mm. I don't know. Lunch. I always do the same thing every day. I eat an egg sandwich that I cook on my like Looks Coleman, good. Coleman camp. So I call it the egg sammy, and then the the lunch sammy. It's always egg cheese some sort of meat it could be sausage or bacon um and then like toast and i cook it all in one skillet out of the back of my can trunk. i make you a sammy before you leave we'll call it the jason sammy yeah we can do a jason <laughs> sammy that burger i mean you technically i technically already ate a I sammy i make you a sammy but there's no egg I call any anything between two pieces of bread is a, sammy. a sammy yeah that's your sammy because i used to work at uh uh, Subway and everyone always said sandwich, sandwich, and I'm like, let's let's it's a have excessive, a fun, isn't it? Let's have a fun word for this. Like, what do you, what Sammy do you want today? Yeah. You know, can I have this sandwich? I'm like, yeah, I'll get you that Sammy immediately. And then everyone always like would be like, next time they'd come in, they see me, and then they'd call it a Sammy because they know I yeah, call it a Sammy. Sammy. Yeah. yeah. And it's just I don't know. It's just more fun, I think, than sandwich. I tell you what, the uh, the Subway veggie patty is like one of my favorite things in the whole world. Is that the green thing? Yeah, yeah, I like never rectangular. I was scared to eat. Dude, it's really good. I I, never I went through it. a phase where I I got them a lot, and then I realized like it was no better for me than just fucking getting some <laughs> lunch meat sandwich, you know? Like so, I would go and get my fucking meatball sub. Fuck it, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. But I, I mean, I like Subway. No, Subway is delicious. My son's a Jersey Mike's guy. 
Jersey Mike's. Is that only in Ohio or is that everywhere? That's all. It's pretty. It's pretty spread out. What was I gonna say? Yeah, he's he's a Jersey Mike's guy. He likes Jersey Mike's. Never had it. I'll definitely have to try it. Once once I come across it. Yeah, we we do Jersey Mike's when we travel too. You ever had Firehouse Subs? I have. I'm what not, do you think? I'm not. I'm just kind of whatever on it. Yeah. You know, they do some different stuff, which is cool. One time I went there, I think I had, like, a sandwich that was, like, Thanksgiving dinner. What? It was, like, turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce. Like That could either be really good or it was pretty good. really bad. Like, it was pretty good. You know, I think it was something like that. I don't want to quote it, you know. Yeah. The one thing that pisses me off when I go to Firehouse is usually the sandwiches will freaking be, like, this thick. It's how Jimmy John's is. Yeah, Jimmy John's. Yeah, is it's just like, dude, Jimmy, not, what are you doing? It's not like a meaty sandwich. Yeah. And at least, like, at Subway, you're allowed to be like, more lettuce, more, you know, more, yeah. more turkey, more turkey, more lettuce, more tomatoes. You would think, you know, a guy that posted, like, a naked picture with a, what was it, like, a lion, a dead lion or some shit? Who's or that? a whale. The guy from fucking Jimmy John's. Did he? Yeah, so I guess he's real into, like, game hunting. Oh. And I think he caught, like, a shark or a whale or a whale. And you're saying he got naked and he's like, a it was like a naked it? picture. Yeah, it was going what around for a while. Yeah, so you would think, like, he'd be more apt to make some meteor sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? That's crazy. So, uh, speaking of uh, girls on the road. Yeah. How, uh, like, is that something that happens often? I mean, I definitely meet new chicks on the road all the time. Um, I love meeting new people in general. And um, I don't know, I'm usually lonely on the road, so like just talking to a girl every once in a while is nice. Um, I just, I'm trying to not do it, at, like just hang out with chicks as much because yeah. for me, it's like a waste of time. Well, they always kill your fun. And, or they can add to it. Rarely. They can add to it, but like... It really Give it a just few depends. more years, dude. You're 22. That's what I'm saying. I'm 22, <laughs> and my mindset is like on trying to find like this perfect, you know, woman that's gonna be like the wife, you know, my, the 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 mother to my children. Basically, is that what, I, to, what I look for. That wants to sit in the passenger seat of your bed. No one wants to fucking do that. <laughs> no one wants to do that. So it's like I know right now I can't really have like a necessarily traditional. But you know what, dude? At your age, you need to be doing this. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what I keep coming back to. It's like, well, right now I'm 22, and you know I don't necessarily want to have like kids and any of that till I'm like you know 29 or 28 to 30. But what if I'd you like really fall kids. in love with just kind of, <sighs> and that's, that's you know just kind of, you fall in love with just kind of being a, a muskrat, you know? I mean, and I have though. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you want to call it, I wouldn't consider it a muskrat. You know what I mean? Though, like you just kind of fall in love with just like being a man of the road, you know. I, and, and I kind a, of have a troubadour. It's a, it's like more of a crush right now. I have more of like a crush with like you know just being on the road and nomading it basically. Yeah. Um, but that's like kind of almost like a fear of mine that like I will never be able to settle down and find a traditional like lifestyle. But what's but, traditional? To me, it's just like having a house and a family live in that yeah. house. Like, that's really it for but me. But why is that tradition? Um, it's the American way. You yeah. To me, yeah. it's just kind of like you've got this thing that's ingrained in your head that that's where you, you need to be and what you need to be doing. Yeah. When, in fact, is it really what you want to be doing? Well, see, I don't know. I just have the idea of it, and the idea of it sounds cool. 
the idea of anything can sound cool, and then you go. But and you can do have it. a family. It's shit. But you can find a woman that likes to travel, and maybe at that point you upgrade and get a a travel type thing. Yeah. You know, and you still live the same way. Yeah. You know, people do that all the time. See, I think about that, but then I also think about the aspect of like I kind of want to stay where I'm at right now until I reach like I want to reach obviously like a million followers on all platforms, but I feel like staying as close to the starting point as I can. For instance, like a lot of people have, you know, a lot of people in high school or whatever, they have cars. They like when they graduate, they can simply take 300 bucks, go work a job for 2 weeks, get 300 bucks. Um, and then go on the road. Like I want it to be available to almost everyone that has a car and has like a couple extra, you know, weeks to go work a job and save up three hundred bucks. So anyone with a car and three hundred bucks can do exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm gonna show you all the free places you can go, how to make food on the road, how to safely find a good spot to sleep, how to, you know, just make the most out of uh you know, traveling for the cheapest way po- like the what's, cheapest way possible. What's been the most fucked up situation you've experienced on the road? Um, I haven't really experienced any mess like fucked up situations. It's more or less just been like weird scenarios that like could have gone severely bad. Yeah. For instance, I was in Chicago and I was like longboarding around the city. And I was thinking in my head, it's, it always happens when I'm thinking something in my head. I was thinking, man, I got I got like 35 bucks to my name right now. That's like a tank of gas. And yeah. I need exactly a tank of gas to get back to Indiana. Because I was in Chicago, my hometown, my, you know, my parents' house was not too far away. So I needed exactly one tank of gas. And I was like, dang, so I, co- I can't go get lunch today. And like I can't do this yeah. today. And I can't do that today. And I get back to my car and I'm putting my longboard in my top trunk. And these two Canadians just, like, come out of nowhere. And they're like, hey, man. Um, they're noticeably drunk. And I'm, they're like, hey, man, uh, will you go buy us a bottle of booze? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, give me your credit card. Or buy give me, me lunch? Give me 50 <laughs> bucks. That's what I said. I said, buy me lunch or give me 20 bucks. And I and I got you. And they're like, yeah, we got you covered. So I said, um, give me your cash. I'll longboard to the liquor store. Because I didn't want to put them in my car. It's dangerous. I'll longboard to the liquor store. I'll come back and boom. And they're like, how, how can we trust you? I'm like, bro, this is my car. You just saw yeah. me get in my car. Like, I'm not going to, I can't go anywhere without my car. And they're like, true. So I start skating away, look at my wallet. And I realize I lost my wallet. I lost my ID the night before at the bar, which is like a whole nother story. But I, I, I turn around. I'm like, yo guys, I just realized like, I don't even have my ID on me. So I can't do this. Like we're calling it off. And they're like, okay, well, can we just, like, hop in your car? There's a liquor store, like, right down the street. We don't want to walk, you know, we're, whatever. Like, I don't know if they said they're drunk or not, but, like, we're, they're just like, we don't want to walk, bro. Like, we just, and they came off very friendly, and they had had nothing to hide. I asked for more information, you know, like, where do you guys work? Let me look up your professional business profile so I know you're, you know, credible. Yeah. Um, I looked up, like, a bunch of stuff, and we sat there and talked for, like, ten minutes until I finally was naive enough, you could say, to let them into my car. And then we drove to go get booze. I was telling the dudes my story. And when one dude got out to go buy booze, the other dude just reached into his wallet, handed me 60 bucks for no reason. He's like, hey, I just, I like what you're doing. I want to support the journey. And I was like, bro, I don't, I don't want your pity. Like, I don't like, I don't like pity. And I don't really like taking money from people. It just makes me feel weird. And he was like, 
no man like this is to support the journey like you don't understand it's not pity I think what you're doing is fucking cool and I want to support it you know yeah like think of it like a fundraiser or something and I was like still fundraiser like I don't want but you know I'm not gonna say no twice for sure I put that money in much needed money you know I put it in my wallet and then the other dude came out. I called him Danny DeVito because he was just, like, really funny. And he had the characteristics of Danny DeVito. And I just posted this video on my... I, I, yeah, I think I saw that. Um, but so we drive another two blocks down to their apartment. They're staying at the W, which I thought was really funny. Just, like, the W, like, W yeah. is win. Uh, I dropped him off there. Danny DeVito handed me 20 bucks. So I made $80 in literally, like, five minutes of, like, actual travel time. I drove him... Because this stuff was, like, two blocks down the street. But these dudes were, um, what's it called when you sell houses? Real estate agents? Real estate agents from Canada. And they were, like, loaded, talking about their Porsches and, like, this and that. And it's like, okay, now I see why they just, like, randomly asked some dude on the on the sidewalk for a ride. Because they didn't want to walk themselves, you know? But I, I totally forgot the question you asked. <laughs> The most fucked up situation. Oh, yeah. So I think that could have been the most fucked up situation. Like, if they really... You think? Yeah, because I could have got robbed. I could have got, you know, God knows what could have happened. Um, I just think that definitely was a situation where I put myself at the most at risk. Just because they were strangers? Just because they were complete strangers. And, like, I only look for good in people, right? So I know... You know, if there's something bad, then I'll get, like, an intuition. Like, I feel it. Like, I'll know the vibe isn't weird. Like, I'll know there's a weird vibe. And, like, because there usually is. Like, anytime anything bad has ever happened to me, I've had, like, had, like a very, sev- not severe, but, like, strong feeling that, like, something bad is about yeah. to happen. And it's, like, it's undeniable. Like, once you have that, once you, yeah. Once that feeling, like, kind of pops up and you're, like, okay. So well, I would think, <clears throat> I would think like through the process that you've had, like I would imagine that you would come across just a lot of sketchy situations, you know, especially do you, like, are you sleeping in Walmart lots? Are you sleeping in travel stops? Are you sleeping on the side of the street? And you're like, where's your typical What's your go-to? Do you also try to sleep in Planet Fitness parking lot? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm out, I was zoning out. But yes, totally. Like, I only sleep in Planet Fitness parking lots if it, I know it's in a good area. So how I know if it's a good area, I simply, if I'm entering a new state, I'll look up, for instance, West Virginia. When I was in West Virginia, I looked up what is the lowest crime rate area in West Virginia. Went to that area and to give myself like the best odds for a crime not to happen, you know, <laughs> someone breaking in my car or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of whatever. But I'd like I, to try to get the best odds of yeah, survival bad to happen to me. Yeah, survival basically. And um I I I do that and then when I was in West Virginia, I went to that exact town. That town did not have a Cracker Barrel. They didn't have a Walmart. They didn't have anything like that. So my next best option was a hospital emergency room area, right? And I I don't like going to hospital emergency rooms because it's like I feel guilty for even taking up a spot nah. in the ER parking lot. But this parking lot was huge, right? So I parked way off down, yeah. out of the way, but still 
to where a light was shining towards me and I would look for cameras and which, which directions the cameras are pointing and I would park in that general area. That'd be a decent spot too because I mean they usually have security There's there. usually a cop and security. A, yeah. a, a, a cop that sits in the ER you know, room and one that usually sits on the outside just depending on what hospital or ER room you go to. And that's... If it, I felt incredibly safe the entire time because I could literally sit up and look at a cop car that was running and it was on. Yeah. So, and they didn't kick me out because the car's like pretty stealth. Like I don't think anyone really would think twice about just a car with a camper shell on the top of it, or not a camper shell, a top trunk, whatever you want to call it. What do you typically keep in your top trunk? Snowboard, longboard, skateboard, and like uh, my table and my chair that I cook on, or you know. Mm-hmm. Um, extra sports stuff like my basketball, football, a baseball glove, baseball bat, baseball. Just, just to be able to do stuff. Just if I'm bored and, you know, want to make a video about playing sport, or not even just make a video, like if I'm just bored and I want to go do something fun, you know, maybe find someone to go throw the baseball with or just pull up to a hoop and just start shooting hoops, um, just practicing and, Yeah. I forgot the question again. And then you also... Uh, <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah. So you, you also, um, you know, you use this little pan, little hot plate. Yeah. Um, you know, and you is the only thing you cook in there Sammy's, as you call them? So, no, I cook, like, full-fledged dinners in there. I've cooked steak. Yeah, have um, you ever, like, went to the store and be like, man, I want a filet? Yes. And then you just, like... Yes. Come out, cook up a filet. Yes, I literally did that. I was having a bad day, and I was like, "All right, like I got an extra fifteen bucks in my bank account. Like, let's just go have a nice meal. Like, and I bought like a nice steak, some like Brussels sprouts, and um, something else. I think I had like rice or something else with it, and I like fried it all up and got the rice ready, and it was so good. It's like the best thing ever, and I filmed it all, and it made for a good video. So it's like. If I can, like, have a fun experience and also, like, share the fun experience with people online, that yeah. will therefore motivate them and inspire them to do that. And then also, like, build my career. Like, that's the ultimate, like, trifecta. Yeah. Just, like, me having a good time, filming a good time, inspiring people by simply cooking a meal in his car. You know, half the people looking at me in the comments, like, You're, this dude's an idiot. I bet your car stinks. Like, all this funny stuff. And that's another thing that, like honestly like i have to deal with is like all the hate but i don't even deal with it like i don't even look at it i don't give it any remote uh bit of my attention because as soon as i start to give it attention it kind of will start to eat away at me a little bit more than if i don't even yeah put any thought into it at all i could read the comment and just laugh it off you know just brush it off and just say i you bet know, you i bet you do get a lot of like so many yeah, especially on facebook like people really? on facebook love to not okay they're not so much coming at me but they'll argue with each other in the comments oh, yes, so like someone will have their opinion on this you know another person's opinion doesn't match up so yeah. they're in the comments like you're wrong this is why you're wrong and you stink you know so like, do you typically like do you use wipes to clean off your dishes or so i always keep this hydro jug with me and i keep like two gallon jugs full of water gotcha and I'll basically just, I'll scrub it out as much as I can after I'm done cooking in it. And then I'll add water, do a water scrub, rinse and repeat, water scrub, rinse and repeat, throw some soap on there, um, Dawn dish soap, just a little Dawn dish soap, and I have a little scrubby 
that I just scrub everything, try to get it as clean as possible. Sometimes it's not perfect, but like I'm on the road, I can't expect it to be perfect. In case you're over there wondering, my eyes are open. Yeah, no, <laughs> I did a couple times. I looked over and I was like, wait, did he fall asleep on me? Oh, I, mean, I feel like I've been talking for a while. He may have, he may have dozed off. I would keep recording too. I would, <laughs> I would turn it off. <laughs> there would just be this like dead period of like 10, 10 minutes of nothing. <laughs> no, that's, that would be hilarious. And What's, I would probably just keep going. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Cause like talking to people about like this type of thing, I don't have any like creator friends. Like I don't have any friends. Yeah, that no, do. I love this stuff, man. Like that's why, like I messaged you and I'm like, dude, like come out here, see me. Yeah, I'll feed you. Yeah, let's do let's do a podcast episode and just talk about this shit. Yes. Cause like I can appreciate that this kind of creativity and giving you a platform to like just talk about it. Yeah. you know, and like not have to follow any guidelines or. Yeah follow like a script like dude talk about this shit because you're passionate about it and mm-hmm. you're loving it yeah and like you're loving your life at 22 i love that you know what i mean like yes. that's because like, this is when you should be doing this stuff man like mm-hmm. you know my it's just i don't know like this is this is when you should be living that kind of life and deciding what you want to do yeah like nothing's tying me down to anything right now. Like I don't have a kid with some girl I met in high school or some girl I met at the bar. I don't, I don't own a home. Which, I mean, I I want to own a home, but like I have, I don't have myself tied down to a mortgage to where I can't, you know, not work a job for three weeks and then you know my house, you know, I'm in the negative and yeah. all this stuff. So it's like I've kind of put myself in a position where I'm able to do this. And that's like one of the struggles because I'm trying to inspire like, uh, like I want to inspire everyone. So like even the guy with, you know, a kid, you know, right out of college, and he he wants to travel, but like he he thinks he needs to focus on like raising his child. And it's like, I don't know. I I want to find a way that I can inspire him too and show him like because I want my brother to start doing this, and my brother has a kid as well. And I'm like, oh, yeah. bro, get a van you your girl and your kid can go on the road like your kid is not in school yet your kid you know doesn't start kindergarten for another like three years so you guys could all travel it could be this like family bonding thing and like whatever and then at the same time he could be making videos inspiring the people that are in his situation because i it's harder for me to inspire those people because i'm not in their situation but yeah I think that's sweet, man. I I think, um, I think you're doing it right. You know, what's what's the I guess. So you've obviously been to Boston. Have you gone further up from there? Unfortunately, I did not. But I'm going to eventually this year. This year, you get out to Maine. Yeah, I haven't been out to Maine. I want to go check all that out. The it's what is it called? New England Strip. Yeah, yeah, that the whole New, area up there. Yeah, I want to. I want to go check all that out because Boston was like so cool. I love the energy in Boston, just the people, just everything about it. It was like a go, go get it type of city or like go getter. You know, everyone was moving, yeah. movers and shakers, and it was cool. It was good, good energy, good vibe, and the the bars down there were really cool I was down there during Cinco de Mayo oh nice and I got to experience some of that the women in in Boston are like beautiful you got Harvard right there Oof. all these yeah a lot of a lot of, a lot of colleges and stuff did you guys so, visit Harvard 
I didn't. I didn't do much there besides like work and focus on being the best salesman I could. Because like, that's what I do. I just hyper-focus on things and it makes it to where I block everything out but this one thing. So I was like, to be the best salesman, I was kind of blocking out happiness, blocking out travel, blocking out making videos. And those are like the main passions in my life that like motivate me to keep to wake up every day. So if I don't have those, it's just going to get like super miserable. Wow. Do you um do you do like much like as far as like um like I guess while you're traveling are you like picking out spots too along the way like oh shit I can drive up to see blah 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 or I can go see this or I can go visit this park or you know what I mean like while you like you basically take like your main like okay I'm driving like you're getting ready to go to Texas yeah so when you're planning your trip to Texas are you looking at all the stuff on the way there like I can stop here I can stop there so I don't necessarily plan the trip all I know right now in my head is that I'm going to Texas and I know this girl out there that I met on Instagram that's gonna let me crash at her place for like two days right eat a little food you know she's gonna show me a couple cool spots just like um a, a host. She's real. Yeah, she's real. I've had conversations. She's a. She's a. You could say she's an influencer too. She wants to. She's trying to create videos. So like that's why I want to go connect with her so I can, you know, brush heads. You could yeah. say with somebody that's trying to do the same thing that I'm doing because I want to surround myself with more people like like-minded people that are creating content such yeah. as like what we're doing right now, or just people that have like a interest in creating videos because everyone I talk to in Indiana about creating videos is like yeah cool bro so my factory job today yeah. this this and that and I'm just like uh, like I can't I, I, I love having conversations and like I love learning about other people but it's like when I'm trying to like brainstorm an idea like I'll come to my buddy and be like yo let's like can I brainstorm this idea with you and it's like they'll be engaged in that conversation for about 15 seconds yeah. and then they'll lose interest and it's like okay, like, this is not your fault, it's, I'm, it's, I'm not, you know, trying to be a dick and say, like, oh, you're just not, you know, but I need to find somebody that I can sit down and have, like, an hour conversation about brainstorming a new YouTube video, or what do you think about this thought, what do you think about that thought, and, yeah, I need more. I think people just don't appreciate what you're doing, like, I think they, so we talked about before, like, the dream, so, the American dream is this certain way. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, you've even visualized it that way. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people, they're also like stuck in there. Hey, we are, we work our nine to five and we do this. And then we have to go do that. And we come home to our family and we, you ever watch Seinfeld? Yeah. So there's this episode where they're talking about relationships and Kramer's like, they're <laughs> talking about how they're like a prison. Yeah. And he's like, after work, you sit at the dinner table, and what do you do? You talk about your day, and like you like talk about you know all this like typical stuff, and it's like I think people are just so ingrained to think that that is what you have to do. You have to work and pay into your four hundred one k, and you work until X age, and you mm-hmm. retire, and you know you have your kids along the way, and they go to college, and the cycle starts over again. Yeah, and I think that when you start talking about these things with a lot of people, I think that they lose interest because it's not normal yeah right it's not normal to be like yeah i want to fucking live in my car yeah and i want to take my passenger seat and i'm gonna make it into a bed 
and I'm going to just travel. Yeah. And I'm going to do odd jobs. I'm not really going to have a plan in place. I'm just going to do it. Like, that's not normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there is a large community of people doing it a similar way, though, absolutely. on the internet. Especially. Absolutely. But I understand what you're saying. It's definitely yeah, they're doing the 100%. vans. Uh, you know, they're they're building out the vans. It's and not the American dream, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. So, I don't know. What's your plans for 23? What What is your What is your goals for 23? Oh gosh, I have so many. Do you? I mean, yeah, they're like big, outrageous goals. Like I want to reach a million followers. I'll tell you what. Hold that thought. Let's take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to go right into your goals for 23. Let's do that. Sound good? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Leaves of Grass. This is Jason, and with me is Michael Hickey. And uh, before the break, we were getting ready to get into what your goals were for 2023. Yeah. So, so let's hear them. You said you got a lot. They're pretty big. Got some big ones. Yeah. Um, for 2023, the number one goal would just be to keep myself happy. That's like the number one goal. Stay happy, stay in a positive mindset, um, and just continue doing things that I want to do. Now for like say materialistic goals i want to get one million followers on either across all platforms yeah right now i'm at one hundred fifty thousand. so across all platforms or an even bigger goal would be like a million followers on instagram and a million followers on tiktok so two million total um but i'm just shooting for the one million goal of you know overall next thing would be i want to travel to every single state in the u.s make a video in each of those um in each of those states tons of videos you know figure out why i like that state um and just like do stuff like that i also like another like kind of cool thing i want to get a tattoo in every state in the u.s and have like each tattoo mean something different for instance like if i'm in oregon and i see like a cool waterfall i'm gonna get like the waterfall put somewhere and I'll know that Waterfalls was from Oregon from that one specific memory. And then say I'm in Ohio and I see a cool uh, bridge. And I'm like, let's get that bridge tatted. Like a really cool raccoon. Like yeah, cool on, raccoon. <laughs> or just like some cool scenery. Yeah. It could literally be anything. Like I see like a, a paper bag, you know, blowing in the wind like majestically. And I'm like, let's get that paper bag from Ohio tatted, you know. There's plenty of that. Yeah. Um but other than that, you know, I want to, for content goals, I want to keep posting at least once a day, at most four times a day. I'm going to turn it up to four times a day when I'm actually out on the road trip and there's like tons of content to be filmed. So four Instagram, TikTok, Facebook posts a day. On top of that, every two days, I want to post a YouTube vlog that's going to be like super chill and I'm not going to edit it much like I do have been doing. I'm just going to make it really chill. Yeah. And, um, also want to do a podcast every single day, 20 minute podcast a day, very raw, like kind of like we're doing right now. Just turn the camera on, film it, turn the camera off, cut the beginning, cut the end, everything else stays. And then just upload that organically upload that straight to YouTube. 
Um, How do you organically upload a video? <laughs> Like, like, okay, the word, I was trying to, like, so organically create the video and then just, like, you know, upload it once a day without thinking about it. I'd say an organic post would be something you don't overthink. Yeah. Because it's so easy to overthink. Like this entire podcast. Yeah. It's like, I created this podcast, like, Leaves of Grass is a a Whitman piece. Mm -hmm. And... I really like the transcendental guys and the enlightenment guys from Europe and stuff. And mm-hmm. like the whole thing is supposed to be like an, an like analyzing oneself and like it, you know, obviously a lot of their stuff was also like had political uh, insight as well. But yeah. you know, one of the main reasons was kind of like a celebration of a self and analyzing oneself. And it's like, I figured this would be a really cool opportunity to like bring people on and like not really have an agenda and not really have, you know, make it organic mm-hmm. and organically organic, and then yeah. I can upload it. I can upload it organically and yeah. then post it organically, and everyone <laughs> can listen to it organically. We're gonna coin that phrase. We're gonna coin post it organically. But no, it's like, it just you can always tell, like. You know, like, I didn't, like, when you came, like, I was like, man, like, I don't want this dude to have a script. I don't want to have, like, a list of questions and have it super structured. Like, yeah, let's fucking fire up a spliff and, like, fucking sit back and just, like, <laughs> shoot the shit about why you're doing this stuff. Exactly. You know? And, like, on the way over here, I was driving, and I'm like, I need to get a list of questions. Because yesterday, I kind of did the own organic yeah. thing, the iHeartRadio, and it was like... This dude was like a train. Like he wasn't stopping for anything. Yeah. So like there's a time a time, time there's yeah. a 30 minute time limit. I didn't know anything going into it. It was like, "Hey man, give me a phone call tomorrow at 9." Okay, here's the phone call. And this is Michael on air with and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Oh, wow. Yeah, well, he gave me a little a little bit of a rundown, but like I that's how I felt in the moment. Like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not prepared for this at all." But like, "When are you ever prepared for it?" It was my first time doing it, so it's like I got to get the first repetition down. Next time I go back and do the same thing, it's going to be easier. Um, and it, and I did that before I did this podcast purposely, so I'd, like, feel better, more confident coming yeah. here and, like, knowing that I'll be able to speak and not just, like, freeze up. Um, but, no, that dude was, like, a train. It was, like, nonstop questions. Um, he'd ask me, like, four questions. I'd answer the last question he asked me, and then he'd, like, go right back in and, like, answer ask four more questions and then give me a time limit to answer like one of those, you know. So he was like just pounding me with questions, but it was a great experience. Loved it. And it's um, from Canada, right? Yeah, iHeartRadio in Canada, but they broadcast it internationally. So, what if it was those fucking dudes? Just some fucking dudes. I no, what if man. it was those fucking dudes that were in your car? Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> what if they like they have some sort of poll and yeah, like and you so find out the dudes are like their homie and they like get back like man, this guy, you, yeah. tra-, you know what I mean? Yeah, wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, that would be hilarious. And I wanted to. I, That's probably not what happened, but no, it'd be pretty sweet though. No, it was just some like radio host that saw me on TikTok. Or That's wild. Instagram, like you saw me, and then DM'd me. So how many uh, like TikTok views do you get? Um, my most viewed video is at 7.8 million. Which um, one was it? It was just a morning routine video. So I woke up, uh, went to the gym or wake up, woke up, made my bed, went to the gym, went back to the car, drove away. And that was it. And I love the aspect that I can. That one moves along really 
like yeah yeah very smooth and that's like that's the key thing is like just creating the best video possible because like i could do that same format the exact and use the same words and everything but like you said it's not organic because i'm trying to recreate what i did last time and it's not like i didn't wake up that morning and be like oh let's do a morning routine video i i woke up and i was like we need to recreate the video we did yesterday because that one got eight million views so we need to recreate it today so the mindset is completely different and another thing i want to touch on is like the instant like gratification you get from posting a video and getting you know a thousand likes within an hour like that does something to like you emotionally like it gives you a serotonin boost like it makes you happy um if you let it so like if it makes you happy like i post a video i got a million views in 24 hours it made me extremely happy i'm excited yeah um tons of comments tons of interactions with other human beings and it just did you know there's like something that happened it made me happy so today when i post a video and it gets a thousand views that crushed me yeah you know like it really like made me feel bad and like why am i feeling bad right now like i shouldn't care about the views and this and that so that's what i'm trying to work my way out of is caring about the numbers and actually having a connection with the content i'm trying to do it more like business oriented like i i want to have a close and strong relationship with my community and my followers and everything that i've built up but i don't care if the video gets a million views or if it gets a thousand views like i just want it to be out there to inspire people and if i stick with that i feel like i'll be good like i'm just trying to make videos to inspire and i'm just trying to be happy and travel if i just stick with those three key pillars i'll be fine but it's so easy to veer off that path and get in like the materialistic mindset like oh i got a million today let's get a million tomorrow and yeah. then the next day a million's not good enough we need 3 million and then after that like it's it's like no bro like you need, i need to take a step back and just cuz i've only been doing this for 2 months so it's like I guarantee all the people on social media that are beginners have this same like mindset when they start to see their their work do well and it's exciting. Yeah. And but there's like the ups and downs that come with that and I just want to touch on that because it's like it's not all like happiness. Like if a video doesn't do well, it crushes you and like that is not natural. I'm getting a chemical I'm getting like a an emotional reaction from a from a screen, mm-hmm. from a phone screen and like that does not feel natural. And it doesn't feel, I don't know, it's just, it's not, not good, not good in my It doesn't opinion. feel natural because it's not. Yeah. You know? That's wild. What does your family think about this? They're fully supportive. Are they? Yeah, they're fully supportive. Like, they've always known that I've, that I think of myself, like, or not think of myself, but, like, I know my potential. And, like, they've always hold, held me to, like, a high standard of, like, this dude's gonna do something for himself like we know it like he puts in hard work and anything he does like i know he will do something in this world and like that's how my mom treats me and you know my dad was like my biggest supporter and um i don't know he actually recently just passed away like two weeks ago oh wow yeah and it's it's been really tough and i didn't really want to talk about it that much but like it's definitely something that i'm going through also in this moment of like everything's going good for me and then like also like one of the most you know crazy not crazy but like sad thing that's ever happened to me you know happened all like that so it's like a lot of emotions back and forth that I'm trying to deal with um and just like what I'm coming to realize it's like is that why you stayed in Indiana longer yeah that's why I'm still in Indiana right now we did like the funeral services and like all that stuff and I just want to like be there for my family right now in this in this like kind of 
kind of, you know, a moment where we're all kind of like treading on ice. Like we don't know, or not really treading on ice. It's not the right word to use, but we're just all like very emotionally unstable, I guess you could say, at this very moment. Not, not even emotionally, I don't know. But um, the point I was trying to get across is like it's balance. Like it's what I'm trying to figure out is like the balance of things. Like, um, how much time should I spend on my career versus how much time should I spend with my family? How much time should I spend on building up like a relationship with a girl versus like spending time with like my family? And you know what, dude? That those are things that everyone thinks about. You know, so if anything, you know what you're doing right now for a lifestyle you're still you know you're still learning a lot about yourself and how things need to be and and the different things that cross your mind different little battles Mm -hmm. you know that you have to kind of overcome during life Mm -hmm. you know in general yeah that's what's crazy tons of battles so do you do you listen to mainly podcasts and stuff while you drive or yeah I like listening to just any podcast that has to do with social media growth or like certain things like that like when Joe Rogan had Mr. Beast on or when Andrew Schultz had Mr. basically any podcast with Mr. Beast or that dude I mean he's done it yeah literally like number one YouTuber Number I mean, he's one. got what? He's got stations or channels that are in different languages. Yeah, that's been He's got, I mean, just, it's incredible. And then he's got, like, the Mr. Beast Burger. He's got the merch. I've got a Beast Bar upstairs. A Beast Bar? Have you had one yet? No. You want to try it? What is it? It's a candy bar he put out. Oh, Miss, the Feastables. Beast Bar. Beast Bar. Feastables. Yeah, yeah, I've had one of those, actually. It's a chocolate almond. Oh. I might have to. I might have oh. to try it. Oh, second. <laughs> what are you gonna pause it? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, you're gonna text one right now. Yeah. Nice. Nice. But yeah, Mr. Beast is just like so inspirational to see like that super awkward kid that was just making videos in his bedroom go from that to what he is now, and like uh, he's probably on Forbes and. Another person who's really inspirational is um, Kyle Forjard, I think his name is, the the main dude of, like, Nelk Boys, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Because he started Happy Dad and Full Send. Um, I'm sure he's in other things, but, like, those are the two main things. And he runs, like, his, his Nelk Boys channel, and he also has the podcast. And then there's other people affiliated with it, like Steve Will Do It and Salim. Um, and he's growing, like, this network and, like, building this huge business and like that's really what i respect about it is like the business side of things because i've always been real big into like business aspects of things like how does the business run like how does this is a cool company like this cool ice cream shop like how does this ice cream shop make money dude always what i was interested in like this place is cool this all this stuff is cool but like okay let's get down to brass tacks how does this make money even like from when i was like a kid like eight years old i'm like trying to figure out how the money is made in every situation mm-hmm. there's this uh ice cream shop speaking of ice cream shops yeah here locally um called aglamisi's brothers and they've been aglamisi's brothers okay and they've been around since uh the early 1900s Dang. So and they, they, they probably make good ice cream they make french pot ice cream 
and dude, there's a battle between them and graders yeah. for like the best ice cream in the area. And I prefer Agonese's. So, do you really want me to take a break? Go get that beast bar? Oh, no, you're good. No, you're good. I kind of want to. I mean, pause it then. Chocolate almond. Pause it. I like chocolate and almonds. Yeah, chocolate and almonds. I mean, you said it and it almost made me like my mouth water because I know how good the beast chocolate is. We can do really? it after. Is this beast, is it, are they legit? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He makes good candy, huh? Yeah. I mean, if, if it's the same as what I'm thinking of. It sounds like you're making excuses for him now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> whatever you want to think, bro. Whatever you want to think. That's wild. I mean, he does like uh, he does the the festivals, which is like a snack thing, mm-hmm. and then he does the beast bars, uh-huh. and then didn't he do like a beast burger? Yeah, he did beast burger, and I think feast festivals or feastables is like under the same category as like the chocolate and the snacks. Oh, is it? Like I think okay. all of his like snacks, that's like a snack line. Yeah, all of his snack line is in feastables. Um, yeah, and then like the the beast burger that's gonna be like an independent thing. Like it's gonna. Do you be, think he's gonna open up a hard location? Because right now, yeah. isn't he doing it on? I think he opened a hard location in a one mall. Did he? Yeah, and like... Oh, and it was like lined up. The opening I think day, I saw that video. 30,000 people were in that mall, and then they were expecting it to get up to like 50,000, 60,000 people just waiting in line to get a burger. That's you know, insane. Just because Mr. Beast opened up a restaurant there. They, you and know, he was there. They had no idea he was there or not. They just knew that that was the grand opening day. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so... Wow. I watched one where they did like a, an episode out of like a restaurant drive through and people were... They had to shut down the line... Because of how long the line was and the amount of, like, street space it took up. Mm. Like, there was, like, a traffic thing where, like, no traffic yeah. was going to get through? Yeah, like, wow. they had to shut it down and be like, hey, this is where it's going to stop now or whatever. Wow. And they were, like, basically handing out money and giving people hamburgers and shit. But the cool thing about Mr. Beast to me is like that he's so motivated and dedicated to YouTube that like he always says he when he first started like he'd rather be 80 years old with a thousand followers, you know, but still trying than to work like a day job or like yeah. go get a job because he's like that is just it would, I would be miserable if I was doing anything else but YouTube. So it's like I'm happy obviously that things worked out, but if they didn't work out, I would still be this like you know, fascinated and intrigued with, like, learning new things about YouTube, and, like, that's why I love, like, learning new stuff, and I feel like me and Mr. Beast kind of, I want to adopt his mindset, because obviously his mindset is a, is a productive, winning, creative, like, mindset, so. For sure. If I could not necessarily, like, copy it, but I just want to take a page out of his book, that's a better way of saying it, because I like taking a page out of everyone's book. I mean, the dude, I mean... The dude obviously knows what he's doing. Yeah, big time. You know what I mean? Like he, it's it's obvious. Like mm-hmm. hey, like we get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible. Like he's got his own production studio. Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible. Spends like two to two, like a, at least a million per video just on everything. Wow. Production. So it's like that's, that's probably more than some TV shows, right? Like probably. I don't, I don't really know money wise, but I'd assume. What um so what other goals do you have for twenty twenty three? Um just continue posting. I want to buy my mom a car. Okay. So I think 
because the first time or whenever I come into any type of money, like I'm going to buy my mom a car and make a video about it to, to reinvest to my YouTube channel. You know, it'll help my YouTube channel grow. It'll help everything grow. And I'll also be able to do like a thing that I've always wanted to do, which is give my mom a car. Um, and then eventually like later on down the road, if I, if, it, if when things take off and when things do get better, cause I know they will, if I, you know, speak into existence and keep pushing that's towards a, that's that a real thing no i believe in it 100 percent. speaking everything into existence so i changed the way i talk like if i get a million followers no 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 when, when. i get a million followers because i know i will and like i it, it's something that like when i talk about it it makes me feel good so it's like if i have a good feeling behind this thought what's gonna stop me you know like there's zero negative vibes when i'm talking about me getting a million followers like obviously it could fail but i'm not going to let it the only way I would let it fail is if I just stop posting videos. Mm-hmm. Why would I stop posting videos? Yeah. Like no reason to stop. You know, it's it's only doing beneficial things for me, for my you know. Eventually, it's going to be for my family. Um, but the things I do for me is in turn for my family because like I want to retire my mom. I want to buy my mom a car. I want to buy all my friends and all my family members cars, and kind of do it the way like Steve will do it David Dobrik Mr. Beast they they did these like car giveaways and it boosted their channel but like at the same time it's such like a meaningful video because they're giving a loved one a very like expensive gift not mm-hmm. even just expensive just like a very valuable gift like my mom has never owned a car like I've never seen her own a car it's always been you know I gotta pay 300 a month for the car payment 300 a month for insurance or however much she pays for insurance and yeah so I feel like that be a really good thing but there's like this there's like a I feel like people look at those type of videos in in the wrong like people can get the wrong idea like if I posted a video and it was like me giving my mom a car someone in the comments would say you only you only bought your mom a car to make this video so you would get views you're a scumbag yeah you know but there's always gonna be that guy so like should that dude it doesn't matter if you if you make that video you are guaranteed to get the hate. You're yeah. going to get it. Yeah. Because it's going to be the, why do you got to film this? Why do you have to do this? Why yeah. do you? It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're always going to get it. You're right. So you might as well do what you want to do. You're exactly right. And I, I was listening to Mr. Beast talk about haters today. And he's like, if no one hates on like what you're doing, he's like, you're not, you're doing something wrong then. Like you need to change it up and like, Cause like your videos should be reaching such a wide variety of people that you know half the people like it, half the what's people your, don't like it. What's your your it's age? Sixty. Oh, my age is from eighteen to like thirty five. Is where really? the majority of my people are. Yeah, um, it's like that's the big uh, mass of them. And then on uh, Facebook, it's seventy percent women, thirty percent male. Ooh. So and then on Instagram, it's. 60% male, 40% women. And then on TikTok, it's like 77% dudes and, you know, 23% freaking uh, female. So it's it's weird how on the different apps they have different, I guess you could say like Facebook, it's 70% women. Are, are there, is there more women on Facebook than, than males? Like that's what it kind of makes me think, but I'm not on Facebook enough to know that and Quite frankly, it doesn't necessarily matter from an advertising standpoint, though. They want your audience to be 
old enough to buy things, right? So, yeah. like, if I'm promoting a product or if, if say, TikTok. So, I'm monetized on TikTok. So, I make money for every view on TikTok. It's probably, like, point zero 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 one penny for oh, each wow. view. Yeah, so... So, you need a shit ton of views to even make money on that. Yeah, so I made two... I had two... Three million views in a day. That day, I got paid $50 for three million views. Hmm. It's not bad. If I could do that every day, yeah. that'd be a good month. But I don't. I'm usually making like a dollar fifty cents a day, like a dollar fifty cents a day. So, um, but what I was trying to get at was like each video I get paid a certain amount. Actually, I kind of lost my train. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine, man. Yeah. No, I think it's cool. I I think it's awesome that that you believe in what you're doing, and like I think it's awesome that you're just like out just cruising mm. and traveling the country. Nice. So we have a Mr. Beast bar under the uh, Feastables line. This is a almond chocolate. I'm excited. With almond chunks. I am excited. We're going to go ahead and we're going to give this an open. I think it's dark chocolate. Nice dark chocolate. That's a bold move. Even their dark chocolate, it's not like the bitter dark chocolate. It's yummy. Yeah, it's good dark chocolate. Like it doesn't taste bitter. Only five ingredients. Cane sugar, chocolate liqueur, cocoa butter. Roasted almond chucks and sunflower lettuce. What do you think they could have done better? Huh? What do you think they could have done better? That's what I was just thinking to myself. I don't like how the almonds are so tiny. I like big chunky. Mm-hmm. I like the chunky almonds. I don't know what chocolate bar I'm thinking of, but there's one with like full almonds in it, you know? Is it chunky that has the almonds? They use almonds and these raisins. I don't know. It's like four little blocks. Mm. Called like a chunky bar. I don't think I've had a chunky. For the bomb. Mm. Yeah, it's like. Is it a West Coast thing or no? Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, like you said, it's not like bitter. No. You know, it's definitely a. Um, you know, for it being a YouTube star, putting out candy, mm-hmm. it's good. You see the video of Gordon Ramsay eating gourmet chocolate and then eating this? No. And saying which one's better? Well, he said Mr. Beast stuff was better than the gourmet chocolate. Really? Yeah. Gordon Ramsay, but Mr. Beast was also standing right next to him. I wonder what he paid him for that. <laughs> that's what, that's what my mom said. I mean, you know, like you look at the candy bar, and I mean, look, I mean, it's got a ton of almonds in it. Yeah, they're just not real big. No, so they almost blend in with the chocolate. Mm-hmm. So I don't really like. I wish they were a little bit more distinct. Yeah. I mean, but like other than that, like little nitpick, because like, that's like a that's like a nitpick yeah. type of thing. Like they're they're really good, especially for like. Mr. Beast, that 
hasn't been in the chocolate business like Hershey's been for yeah. the past, I don't know how long. Well, Hershey's uses whole almonds or, you know, big chunks of almonds in there. Hershey bar with almond. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That yeah. one's bomb. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's full almond. Mm-hmm. You get the, the full almond experience with the chocolate. It's almost like taking a bite of chocolate. But it's milk chocolate. It is milk chocolate. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. But it's almost like taking a bite of chocolate and throwing some almonds in. Yeah. That's how I wish this was. You know, and all the ingredients they use are all organic. They're using cane sugar and organic chocolate liqueur, organic cocoa butter, roasted almond chunks. I mean, pretty cool. No, that looks really good. Man, I needed that. A little boost. Mmm. Yeah, that's really good. What were we talking about? Before we got on the Mr. Beast chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Your goals for 23. Oh, yeah. I probably need to write these down. Because I, I have so many. Um, another one is to like get my passport and go visit one place out of the country. Whether it's Mexico, Costa Rica. Um, I mean, don't you think that you should... Dublin. A lot of people... And people... Okay, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Don't you think, though, like, you should stick to your model, though, and maybe visit Canada or Mexico, so that way you're still living in your car? So, if I were to go to Mexico, I would want to, um, or say I went to Costa Rica, mm-hmm. I would want to, like, figure out how to live off the land there. And do the same concept of like it's teaching people how to travel for cheap, but in um, what did I say Costa Rica, in Costa Rica. So like, if the cheapest place there is to live in hostels and get your food from this local place and like travel by train, you know, and those are the cheapest ways to do it. That's how I'm gonna promote doing it. Versus in America, this is the cheapest way to do it right now that I have figured out. So. Well, it's kind of the thing. I also have this idea for when I go to, um, and I want to do this in other countries, but the idea for other countries is like this. I'd go to, I want to do a test run in Hawaii. So I go to Hawaii with the penny. It's always going to be starting from a penny because I think that is the coolest concept ever. Let's watch this dude go from having one penny to like, look, now he has a car and now he has a place to live and a job, whatever. Starting from a penny in Hawaii and I want to survive for like a month. So, off a penny. Off a penny. Well, how would you how would you do that? So I'm gonna take the penny, go buy somebody's pen, go sell the pen for like five cents. Oh, but couldn't you just? I mean, well, I only gonna... have to build up a certain amount of money once. So once I get um, five hundred bucks, then I go buy a moped, and now I have transportation. Now I can go get a job. So like, go get a job. That's the next era. The first era is gonna be getting this penny up to like 50 bucks or like however much we need to buy a bicycle, you know, just a bicycle to ride to work. And then I can go get a job and then I can make money to go buy a car and then I'll have a place to sleep. Once I get the car or van, I can sleep. And I've met people that used to live in Hawaii and that's a very big community out there is like van lifers um, or just, um, you know, for lack of better words, like homeless people that just like to travel around. And I could simply fly to 
um, Hawaii with a sleeping mat. And I would have a place to sleep that night because I can just lay that mat down and go to sleep mm-hmm. wherever, you know. And that's what I want to do in other countries, you know. If it's safe. The, the biggest thing for me is safety. So it's like well, yeah. I'm scared because I'm going to be a solo traveler. And for my first couple of trips out of the country, I'm always going to have somebody with me. Or at least a guide from like a local within the within the country because that's what I have right now is people reaching out to me from all over saying hey if you're ever here you can stay at my house hey if you're ever in Dublin you can stay at my house hey if you're ever in this like all over parts of the world so it's super um, inspiring I guess or motivating me to like finally get my passport and get out there and do these things um, and I think that is when like my channel will just you know, I have, I feel like I have tons of potential and I've just started this like two months ago, three months ago. So it's like, it's only going to grow from here. And I, I don't know what direction it's going to grow in, but I have all these big ideas, but I'm just going to let, you know, whatever comes to me, you know, whatever the universe throws at me, that's what I'm going to work with. And whichever way the universe is pushing me, that's the way I'm going to go. And I just say like, that's going with the flow, rolling with the wind basically. And um, career-wise, travel-wise, emotional-wise, or, like, you know, trying to stay emotionally strong-wise, just go with the flow with everything, and I feel like nothing but good things. Are you snoring? Oh, okay. I thought you fell asleep. <laughs> I thought you fell asleep. <laughs> By the way, I look over, and his eyes are, like, almost closed, like, half the Man, time. <laughs> dude, that, that was, uh, that was some, some pretty good... Some some pretty good weed, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I swear, I swear. No, I think I think you're doing it right, man. I, you know, I I love the idea that you want to travel outside the country. Um, I was you know, my my initial instinct, of course, is like, well, you know, your your model is is the living in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, how do you? How do I move away from that? And yeah. how do I grow from that? It's a great question because that's also what I'm trying to figure out. Whenever I was making tiny house videos, I felt constraint, const- whatever the word is. I felt like mm-hmm. I could only make tiny home videos. Yeah. And that made me feel anxiety. Like, I was like, what if I want to go on a hike today and I don't want to just sit in the tiny home and film videos? You know, do you think I could film a hike video? Filmed a hike video, did horrible. Yeah. So they only want to see what I'm, you know, constantly doing. What you're doing. doing. So, I, I'm trying to change it more of to a personality thing. Because, like, you see these tiny home videos, it's like, how do you play on a rainy day living yeah. in a tiny home yeah. or in a, in a van or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or it's, how do we, how do we homeschool in our tiny van? Yeah. Or, you know, like, it's, yeah, it's just like, they're taking all these different little elements that are all part of that lifestyle, you mm-hmm. know, but they're not breaking off that lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's the cool thing too. It's cause like, that's just their everyday ordinary life. Yeah. And all they got to do is turn on a camera and maybe try to format the video in a way that people would want to watch it. And mm-hmm. then boom, they have a platform. So you've got almost 50,000 followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. How many are like interactive every day? Like, uh, uh- <clears throat> so my stories get from like 1,000 to 5,000 and like, sto- you know, Instagram stories yeah. where you just post it. It's up there for like 24 hours. Yeah. Um, 
I try to be more interactive with those. Those get around like 5,000 views. And each video gets on average like 30 to 50,000 views. So wow. I, if you want to look at it in a sense of are all my viewers watching, you could say yes. But I know probably 2% of my actual followers see each video. Because when I post, when you post something on Instagram or TikTok, it goes straight to the For You page. So the, on the For You page, you're constantly seeing new person, new person, new yeah. account, new account. So like it, it, and it shows in the analytics, like 98% of the people that watch the video every time are people that are not following. Hmm. So crazy. it's crazy room for growth. Yeah. And it's also like, it's just, it's, it's so crazy to see like that. When you post, because I post once a day, so it's like, they'll show a person my posts. If they're fo- if you're following me, you'll probably see majority of the posts mm-hmm. I do. But it's so weird to see that like, fifteen percent or like two percent on some videos, or like thirty percent, or like the following versus the unfollow, like people that are not following that came organically through the for you page, because, I mean, if you post a video with the right sound, you make it the right length. You have a hook in the first two seconds. That video will go to the for you page and it'll start pumping. You know, and it'll you'll watch it. You can go and refresh and be like, okay, this video was posted one hour ago, and it's got ten thousand views so far. So if you did, let's say you took in I don't know, you did a road trip and like you're going to Texas. Yeah. You want to upload four videos a day. Yeah. That's what you want. Yep. Now, by doing four videos a day, does that actually, you, you talk about, like, you and I were talking before we did all this, like, before we started recording, Yeah. you're talking about the algorithms and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, by doing four of them a day, does it cause you to kind of, like, break through the algorithm, like? So, what posting four times a day would do would just be better odds to get on the for you page because not so if a video does bad it's it'll be on the for you page for like 15 minutes and they'll take it off because people aren't watching it and if people aren't watching it then it's not good for the app because the app wants people to stay on there for as it's long so as crazy possible. to me like it's yeah. just it's just crazy so if i post a 15 second video and the average viewer only watched 10 seconds of that video it's going to tank. It's going to do horrible. It's not going to get the normal views that it would normally get because Instagram recognized it as this video only held them for 10 seconds versus this video over here held them for 15 seconds. So we're going to promote that 15 second one that held them for 15 seconds because that's five extra seconds on my app that I... That they're on... Yeah, yeah the, Instagram. Like I'm talking about Instagram in a whole. Like that is them and that's like the best business that's their business strategies to so that they can advertise and so that they can do the things they have to do to make their money because like in a sense or like a media so all of social media is just really like it's like the new advertising agencies you know like instagram they advertise for a bunch of companies and like i don't know if that's how they make majority of their money but i know they're it's gotta be um yeah a big chunk of money just from advertising and like that's with everything like they're all just it's all just people trying to sell people things or, you know, buy this course or buy that course. Or... But even like, like, I mean, I see like you'll, the, you go through your feed and it's like recommended follows mm-hmm. and then it's like advertising. Um, it's always something you looked up. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, like companies. Yeah, you know, or like, just talked about, like, out yeah. loud. Like, if you're like, oh, I really like lacrosse, um, whatever brand of lacrosse. Like, you're talking about a specific brand of a lacrosse stick, and then you, like, hop on your phone, and, like, the same brand, the same stick, the same color you mentioned... It's like right there on sale. It's crazy. Like on sale right there. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I did a test like that when I was like uh I was like twelve years old and like I had just heard, started hearing rumors about that. And they're like, if you open up Google browser and you say cats, 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 like repeat it yeah. and then say like keywords like cat food, cat toys, cat this, and then go search up something completely irrelevant, like um um, like, uh, go search up, like, uh, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast will pop up, and then, you know, on Google, how that, that first advertisement that popped up was, like, cat toys, and then this side was, like, cat food. Like, right after, I did the test, and, like, it literally worked. And I was like, wow. That's crazy. Like, one of these microphones in here is, like, somehow, like, listening to what I have to say. And whenever you accept the terms, you know, like, for certain apps, like, they'll literally be like, can we use your microphone whenever? And you just hit, like, accept and don't read it. Majority of the apps are, like, want access to everything on your phone. Like, they'll, they'll ask, like, can we look at other apps that you use, too? So they're going to, like, TikTok, for instance, will, like, go look at what Instagram has to say, too. And they'll cross. I don't know how it freaking works. I'm speaking out of um, negligence, right? Is that, <laughs> that's the right word, maybe? I guess we could use that. Yeah, I'm speaking out of ignorance. That's, ignorance. that's way better. I don't know what negligence means. That's, like child yeah no <laughs> i meant to say ignorance i'm speaking out of ignorance so i don't truly know but those are just the things i think you awake <laughs> are you <laughs> did you fall were you huh? sleeping for like mm-hmm. two seconds yes you were <laughs> yes you no nah, i'm thinking about this beast bar <laughs> <laughs> bro i'm putting you to sleep so what's your next step like so you're going to texas yeah how long are you staying in texas i have no idea i just know you gonna work down there um yeah i'm gonna do like doordash uber eats and i want to do Walnaldo or Walnaldo. it's some app where you can do gig work for just random companies like pizza hut or like some factory I can go, no no resume, no job application needed. You just go to, um, you go to the app. You say, okay, I'm going to be in Dallas next week. Is there any jobs available for next week? Find some, click on it, schedule myself for a week. I'll show up to that location. They'll train me for like 15 minutes and then say, okay, go work the whole rest of the day. What? I'll get an eight-hour shift in. No job application, no resume. Like, this is. What? Uh, yeah. What's it called? Walnaldo. Or here, maybe you can pronounce it better because I'm, I'm so... There it is. Is that Walnaldo or am I tripping? Walnaldo. Yeah. Walnaldo. W-O-N-O-L-O. And so basically, you can just go on here. Let's see if there's any um, jobs here in Cincinnati. So find work. It'll take you like to the map. And I haven't found, I haven't done a job yet, but once you do like a couple jobs, okay, look. What? So up here at this Verizon store, or whatever it is. Does it say what they have? Drive you line, yeah, drive line merchandising. I would get paid fifteen dollars an hour. The shift is from eight a.m. to four p.m. 
Monday, January 23rd. And I can schedule myself for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. These are the available options. Or I can just work Monday or just work Tuesday. Um, requirements. Ability to climb a ladder. Be able to bend down and stoop. <laughs> you know, like lift 30 pounds or more. Can you restock merchandise? Build displays and, yeah, do stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I can do all that. They even give you, like, navigation. So, and then after I work for them a couple of times and they know that I'm going to show up to my shift, then the, the app will send me more. There'll be more options. Like they'll open up your opportunities. Yeah, so, I, yeah, they, I'll get more. Because some companies don't want... Is there anything around here? Um, No, not... I mean, let me see if anything will pop so the most would be, the closest would be Lexington. What is it? In Richmond, it's the same company, Driveline. Just doing. This one's sixteen fifty though, so a little bit, you know, dollar fifty extra an hour might be worth it. And look how much availability they have. And then on Thursday, January twenty sixth, is a twenty five dollar bonus for that day. So it's like, this app is crazy, because especially for travelers, like, so where am I gonna be at? I'll be like around Dallas, Texas. Is there any jobs in here? loading oh okay i could drive up to oklahoma and do some stuff up there or whenever i'm in texas i'll make it a point to go over to san antonio come down here to work for a couple days you know who's that with same same company same company no this is called the in-store group so basically yeah you can just schedule yourself to work wherever you want within the u.s in in any major city bro i know when i heard about this app i was like i need this app like i want to i want to be sponsored by this app because i'll promote i promote it every day not only that but i mean that's what you utilize on on the road exactly you know is there anything in la i guarantee it i guarantee it but also i do i i incorporate odd jobs a lot how do they pay you have you ever worked through this before no they do pay you through just direct deposit though they'll just directly deposit right into your account you just give them your bank account and yep yep you just sign up through their stuff they have like a privacy thing to make sure they're they're not going to like sell your information um but let's see for california or los angeles where's los okay right here i don't know if there's any in los angeles no surprised but for Los Angeles um, some dude reached out has like somewhat of a following like 10,000 followers or something and he was like hey man if you're ever in LA like I got work for you I got dinner for you and I got um, you know whatever you whatever you need like if you need a, an, an odd job to go make an extra you know 150 bucks in a day hit me up and I'm just like okay I'm always extremely skeptical like anyone yeah yeah anyone that reaches out especially when they're like offering all these things it's like okay well you know you might be trying to set me up <laughs> but i i like i said i try to look for like the best in everyone so i i usually don't think about those things or i don't i don't let those things um stop me basically yeah, like but i, tried I to think keep... about it and i make sure it's a very safe thing and i just want to make sure like people know that i try to be as safe as possible in every single scenario but i'm sorry for interrupting what were you gonna say um I, yeah like i tried to keep take that into consideration too when i was um when i had pro, you know approached you about doing a podcast with me it's like you know this dude doesn't know who i am mm-hmm. you know i'm just like some guy covered in tattoos like hey yeah. what's up you want a piece of candy <laughs> 
And I was like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll drive you right now. I got a beast bar and, and some weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if I made a video about this and told people, like, oh, I went and did a podcast with a random dude, like, there'd always, there's always going to be those people in the comments, like, you're lucky you didn't get killed. You're lucky that, yeah. you know, this didn't happen. Never do that again. Absolutely never do that again. And it's like, I don't know. Some people, a lot of people do live in fear. And it's, and I feel like it's not necessarily fear, but it's just like, they don't, they don't know because they've never experienced, you know, doing yeah. certain things. So it's like, if they've never experienced it. They already have their mind locked on. Well, I would never do that. So yeah. they should never do it. And, but everyone's, you know, different. And yeah, basically, I was also skeptical about coming here. To Fuck yeah, don't I? It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh shit, like hey, some random dude. And what, what do I, you know what I mean? Like, do I do it? Like, what, what, you know, I get it. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, you know, I'm glad you did because, you know, you got to really kind of shoot the shit about what you're doing, you know, and like really kind of put yourself out there. You know, it's not like, yeah, I'm traveling the country in my car, yeah, looking for excitement. You know, it's like, you you want the freedom of the road. Yeah. You know, like you said, you're doing the nomad thing. What are your, uh, what's been your favorite experience so far? Favorite experience? I mean, definitely all of them. You know, like I... My favorite experience in general is just like going to a new location by myself and just like experiencing everything, you know, the way I want to experience it and not having any outside like opinions or like anyone pulling me to the left or pulling me to the right. It's just me there in the moment. Yeah. Living it, living like sleeping there. So, I mean, just the whole road trip has really been like the highlight of my past, like ever since I got out of high school is just been like the fun things i mean to highlight the best moment i would say when i made an egg sammy in front of the waterfall tranquil tranquil falls or something like that yeah in um in the upper peninsula of michigan there's like this really cool waterfall a little hike out there when i saw it and i was like oh i'm kind of hungry why don't I just run back to the car, grab my gear? Beautiful sight. Yeah, oh, it makes me hungry for a Sammy. Yeah, exactly. So I literally I brought all my gear out there, and it's a tourist spot. So there's tons of people coming down constantly. I got the best angle for like the picture shot, and I started doing my thing. And a group of like 15 people just started piling up, and they're all watching me. So I have an audience. Yeah. While I'm sitting here filming for my YouTube channel, filming for TikTok. And cooking the food at the same time in front of a waterfall, getting like misted. Yeah. Like I'm almost soaking wet by the end of it because the mist yeah, from this bet. waterfall is just like crashing down on me. So you were sitting that close to it, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to get the best shot, and I also wanted that egg Sammy like right then and there. <laughs> and it was that was definitely a really fun experience, and just um, just living in the car, man. Like it's just so much fun because. It's such an alternative way of lifestyle and it makes you feel so like independent and on the road, like really when you're alone is really where I like sort out all my problems and really just get to thinking because like you have nothing but time on the road. Like if you have no destination, no um, like end point for the, the, I'm, I'm listening. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> Listed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have like no end point, no end goal, then like that just makes the it's like a perfect recipe for like success or just just you know, having a good time, really. It's the best recipe for having a good time. No deadlines, no job I need to go back to Indiana to work. You know, I only have a two week time slot where I can go have this much fun and just eliminate all of these factors that stressed me out. And I had such an amazing time, you know, like it it makes sense, you know, like eliminate things that stress you out the things that you think on the daily and it gives you anxiety, eliminate all those things, just like, you know, slowly remove them from your life. I mean, obviously some people can't certain things, but for my, my instance, I was able to remove all of those things and just try to live the happiest life I could live on the road. And another thing was like, I never settled for being unhappy you know and, i never you said you said you're trying to get your brother to do this yeah my mom my brother like everyone i want him yeah. to just go experience one road trip does your mom work road. my mom does work she's actually a bus driver for the like local school oh, she... in our neighborhood yeah she loves doing that um but she's done like all types of stuff like just bouncing around from like you know being an activity director at a nursing home to starting up a lampshade business to now you know, doing Uber, and then now she's doing where she is now. Wow. Because, yeah, I mean, I'd, <clears throat> I would think, like, you know, after, you know, with your dad passing, mm-hmm. you know, just hitting the road. Yeah, um, that's... That's something that I've been looking forward to and like to also help me, you know, go through more of the, like the grieving process and just like trying to process these like hardcore emotions that I've been feeling recently. Um, nothing too drastic. Like I'm trying to keep a good mindset. And matter of fact, the first thing I did, you know, after I got the news was kind of just like ask God, like, you know, just give me guidance in this you know time right now. Like I just just give me guidance and guide me in the the correct direction, you know. Um, you know, just, you know, guide me through this basically. And that's Mm -hmm. what really helped me get through everything was just, um, staying close with God the whole time and really just trying to, um, follow whatever he was giving, you know, do whatever he wanted me to do. And yeah, try to find that route. Um, or, you know, God, universe, whatever, however you want to look at it, you know, um, I was just trying to follow some sort of like higher power basically. And, that's what really helped a lot and also like when I get on that road like I already know I'm gonna go through a lot of uh thinking I'm gonna do a lot of thinking and like yeah, soul dude, searching I mean and, especially when you're by yourself yeah see that's the thing like for me like this podcast was kind of like that because with, with my travel like being away from home and you know being away from my family and things like that it's like you kind of it gives you time to reflect it gives you time to think and you know, and, and celebrate the things that you are doing right and, mm-hmm. and criticize the things you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, I think that that is like, it's primo, man. Mm-hmm. It's primo. And I think that's, um, it's great at your age to recognize that. Not many people do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, wait, recognize what? Like that, you know, rec- recognizing that you know, when you're traveling, like, just recognizing, like, your happiness. And, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, 
being and doing your own thing and yeah. not being tied into the world's wants and needs. Yeah. You know, but focusing on your own. And what helped me, like, to think that way was, like, reading certain books. And uh, one book that really helped was, like, just a book on mindfulness and just, like, taking a step back from, like, your, you know, and the, these thoughts that are, like, constantly running through your mind. Just take a step back and deep breath and just like, think about it from a different perspective. You know, like, maybe the perspective you're in is not the best and you need to just refresh your perspective. Your whole situation could be perfect. Like, you, you know, you could be in a good, good situation but your perspective could be the thing that's really ruining it for you. You could think like, oh, my life sucks and this is bad. And, and you know, I haven't figured it all out. You know, I'm still learning everything along the way. Like I, three months ago, I was in my basement, you know, depressed little kid. Or not depressed too bad, but like I was just a sad, sad dude, you know, with no direction. And now I'm, you know, completely flip-flopped. Um... And I'm just wondering, like, some of the things I, I, I think about that kind of scare me is, like, maybe how long can I keep this up? You know, how long till I go back on, like, a downtrend where, like, I'm I'm back in that low state of mind. But, like, I, for the foreseeable future, as long as I keep posting a video every day and keep creating content and, like, using my creative energy, then, like, I don't see myself ever going back down to, like, that state of mind where I'm just, like... I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. You know, I'm lost, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this and that. And I feel like that's how a lot of people feel when they get out of high school and they're kind of just going straight to college because that's what they were told to do as a kid the whole way. And that's exactly what I did. Like I got out of high school, went to college and dropped out of college because I wanted to start a t-shirt company. And like, I've always wanted to work for myself and figure out a way to make my own money and this and that, start my own brand make my own YouTube videos. Like I've always wanted to be a YouTuber. Um, and that's why I could never get down with like going four years of college to get a degree to possibly get a job, you know, very, you spend, yeah. And I was paying the whole thing by myself. So it was super expensive. I was paying like five grand a semester to go to this school, barely getting by, barely paying the five grand a semester. And I was trying to pay it all right then and there. Cause I, I hate debt. Like I don't, I can't deal with debt. It stresses me out. So if I have like five thousand dollar bill that I haven't paid, like I'm wor- I'm working three jobs just to get that. Like working, I was work- I remember I was working at Dunkin' Donuts. Fed I would go to Dunkin' Donuts after school, and then after Dunkin' Donuts directly to FedEx. Work FedEx till like twelve o'clock at night, and then on the weekends when I had like a couple days off or the days I wasn't in class, I would do DoorDash like the entire time wow. and Uber Eats and make like an extra seventy bucks that day. And it's like, boom, now I have enough money to afford to go get, like, drinks with the buddies and also keep this bill under control. So it was it was a grind, but that, that, that grind didn't last very long. It lasted for probably, like, eight months, and then I had, like, a horrible burnout, and, like, yeah, yeah it just got real bad. And I was in that cycle of, like, all right, let's work really hard to do everything we can to get every penny, like, scrape every penny, save every bit. And then I would burn out. Mm-hmm. And it was like this repetitive cycle and I didn't know how to get out of it until I moved out of the state and just like moved away from everything. And I was like, okay, I'm out of that cycle. Let's start new. Mm-hmm. And speaking of starting new, <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep going. But my next YouTube video that I'm going to drop before I leave Indiana is going to be door dashing for 24 hours straight. What? 
Yeah, so I'm just twenty four hours straight. Twenty four hours straight. It's a challenge. Like it's you're gonna have to be like in the city too because of the yeah. overnight stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll twenty four hours straight. Whatever. I don't. I'm but doing, I tell you what. Wait, we're getting into something new. Let me go take a piss. We'll be right back. Yeah. Hey everybody and welcome back to Leaves of Grass. This is Jason and with me today, Michael Hickey. And uh, we were getting ready uh, before our potty break. Um, getting ready to go into some new stuff. Um, some things he's working on YouTube-wise and things like that. So, uh, alright. What, what, uh, what, where were we at? I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure we were talking about the YouTube idea for... Oh, my most recent YouTube idea. Yes. yes. So I'm going to DoorDash for 24 hours straight, and it's going to be a challenge. And if I don't complete the, uh, um, I want to make $400 within the 24 hours. If I don't make $400, there has to be some sort of stake. There has to be some something you know against me to make it interesting. So I'm going to shave my head if I don't reach the $400 mark point. And it's kind of good because I've been thinking about shaving my head recently, and I don't think I don't really don't think I'll get four hundred dollars in twenty four hours. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I, I could though. Does it have to be DoorDash? It could be Door. So well, like the title of the video is just going to be DoorDash. So what you like, do is like during the day you DoorDash focus on groceries because those are going to get you your big payouts. Like um, Instacart. Instacart yeah. and DoorDash. Yeah. Um, but you focus on that during the day. You start in the morning. You do that during the day. Then all through the night. You get to the city mm-hmm. and start working your DoorDash. Yeah. You know, picking up pizzas, hitting convenience stores. So I watched a video last night. This chick made $9,000 in a month off Instacart. Yeah, just I doing, believe it. Just doing grocery deliveries. But um, so this video format that I'm doing the um, DoorDash for 24 hours straight, it's going to be more or less leaning towards Mr. Beast style type of video. But I also want to keep the organic feel. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be me, you know, doing the thing, filming me, you know, going to get orders, doing this, going back. I want to add some sort of comedic relief in there every once in a while by, you know, just showing a little bit more personality in some spots versus others. Um, but Mr. Beast formats his videos like the first 15 seconds, you have to lay everything out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm door dashing for 24 hours straight. If I don't get $400, I'm shaving my head. Yeah. You know, like, and be very enthusiastic about it. Because if, if I was like, you know, versus what that versus this, hey, I'm door dashing for 24 hours straight. If I don't get 400 bucks, I'm going to shave my head. Yeah. Like, there's just not the same feeling there. It feels like, okay, this person has no enthusiasm. This person doesn't even enjoy what they're saying right now. Um, so, like, that. And I look at that as like, is that being a little bit phony? Is that being not true to my character? I don't know. I think if you're using, I mean, so the point of what you do is working odd jobs and stuff while you're in certain cities. So mm-hmm. if I were you, I would do it in a totally new city as soon as you get there yeah. and be like, all right, tomorrow morning I'm waking up, do an Instacart, then we're going to transition to this, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do this for 24 hours straight till 8 a.m., the next morning yeah you know what i mean so what if i do one in indianapolis and the video does well i do a part two in um 
you know, Chicago. I do a part three in Houston. I do a part four in LA. And eventually it turns into this thing where if you want a DoorDash in a certain city, you can come to my page and see which city will give you the most money. You know, like, so like for instance, in, in um, Los Angeles, I, you know, for instance, I made $50 per hour versus delivering in Indianapolis. I only made $15 an hour, you know, that, and that's a thing like in different cities, you know, different amount of orders, you know, where else different you traffic is out in LA running, um, running Go-Pup? Uber. Oh, Uber, like driver, driver, Uber, driver, or Uber eats Dr- driver. Ooh, yeah, dude. I can have the luxury, you know, they'd lay, so be able to lay down. I, I, um, on average, a decent, a decent trip, let's say to LA to Riverside. It's like 60 bucks. Take that you would during profit. peak hours is what I'd have to pay it. Oh, you're paying. That's $60. what I have to pay. You know, during downtimes, it's like 40. Yeah. I mean, that would add up quick. Oh, yeah. What's the most expensive Uber you've ever paid for? In LA. How much? Um, I had like 140 bucks. I got you beat. Really? 190 from Mount Hood to the airport. It said it, it was an hour and a half drive, and it was like uh, on the weekend type thing. And there was no drivers that, you know, wanted to do that long trek. So, like, every time I put in the order, it would be, like, 150, and I'd hit confirm, and it'd be, like, looking for drivers. Nope. I'd come oh back to the app. And, it, and, like, the app would, like, bump up the pay. So, it's, like, now it's 180 looking for drivers. Nope. But they don't know that that's where they're going. Really? Yeah. So, I found out talking to an Uber driver one time. They were, like, yeah, I, I don't know until I click your Except. pickup that I'm going to this spot. Wow. I, I kind of think thought about it like Uber Eats because like you know if you do Uber or DoorDash you can see the route before you take the route before you accept it they show you the distance you're going to drive they show you the addresses um, not like addresses but like general idea of where you're going well it, the thing is like if you're in an area for so like flying out of Humboldt County can sometimes be hard because of all the fog mm-hmm. they, they have trouble getting flights in and out mm-hmm. so there was this one time I needed to leave and yeah. I looked into the option. There's a Uber driver in Eureka that I used all the time. I gave him a call and I was like, "Hey, how much would you want to Uber me down to fucking San Francisco?" Just like cash under the table. Just cash, yeah. you know. But I did it through Uber. It was like two hundred and something bucks mm-hmm. to for that drive. It was like four four and a half hour drive. But it was like two hundred and I. 80 90 bucks which probably now is well over 300 now you know um yeah but um yeah like that was something i was looking into doing just because of my situation you know but yeah there's um i don't know you, you could definitely i think you could pull it off but i think you need to do it in a in a city that's not yours yeah i think it needs to be all right i just got into Los Angeles, and I need to, I need to give my money up. Let's see how much money I can make in twenty four hours. Add more stakes. It would make it more interesting, and it would just add a different layer of like intensity to Mm -hmm. the challenge. And like, trust me, I want to do it that way. But like, bringing myself to film a YouTube video is like so painful. It's almost like pulling teeth. Like, I really want to film the YouTube video, but I have ten other videos that I want to film short form, so it's on the phone. 10 other videos I still need to edit 
footage that I haven't even looked through yet. Like hours and hours of footage that I haven't looked through yet. That still needs editing. That still needs to be, cons- you know, it still needs to be figured out where it's going to be put. Like I have so much footage that I haven't even figured out how I'm going to post it or how it's going to correlate into car camping or if it's even going to be car camping or if I'm going to make a second channel and do it this way. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like talking to, I'm talking to advertisers. I'm talking to new businesses. I'm trying to make business deals and I'm trying and I'm so new to everything. So it's like the, it's like the, my first initial stepping stones and it's like all coming and happening very fast. So I just want to like slow it down. Only thing I'm caring about is posting once a day, every day. And then maybe I'll add in the YouTube, or I'm going, not maybe, I will, I will eventually post one podcast a day, post one YouTube video every two days, and post four TikToks a day. So, like, that's the goal, and that's the productivity, like, thing I want to reach this year. I'm hoping to do it within, like, the next couple of weeks, just transform everything, because, like, right now I focus on hanging out with friends and talking to chicks and you know doing a lot of extra things that talking to chicks (laughs) i love it but it's like not focused on my goals and it's Mm -hmm. not focused on like obviously i have a marriage goal and i want to get married and have kids and all that stuff like way down the line but right now in this present moment all i need to focus on is my career which is posting videos the best thing that will help my career is posting the best videos. Yep. So, like, only thing I need to focus on is making good videos and getting those out there that people can put their eyes on and tell me whether they like it or not. Because if they don't like it, I'm not going to make another video like that because the audience is the algorithm. Yeah. Like, if your video is not doing well, that's because people are not watching the full thing and they don't like it. They skip it. They don't drop a like. They don't comment because it's not interactive enough yep. for them. Like. The, the algorithm is like the audience. I have no idea where we started, but that's, you know, I, I don't no. know what question we're talking about, but this is where I ended up. <laughs> I don't know why I go, I go on these tangents. Yeah. No, that's the cool part about this is like, you literally have a platform to fucking talk about everything. Yeah. You know, and like, I mean, there's so many things that I think people don't realize, like, you know, I don't want to call you an influencer, but, you know, when you're, when you're doing creator because i like yeah a content creator yeah there you go. I, I create so content. <clears throat> so people don't realize the stuff that goes into being a content creator like how i told you to be my cousin on that youtube channel and yeah. you know i think about the amount of time he what's spends your YouTube, what's your youtube channel munchy about? meals munchy meals yeah well actually you know what let's watch one yeah so basically the reason why i i uh um, this isn't it. Is there a controller over there? Looking for like a remote control? Yeah. Is there a button on the TV? Hold on. I think there's a button right here. Hold on. Got the texture. But yeah, so we've got, you know, yeah, I gotta help my assistant through. <laughs> Um, so, like, I think about the amount of time he puts into editing, you know, and he's putting in all this time into editing this film, and, like, he does a really good job, I mean, he's a film guy, you know, so he, he does a real good job with it, and, you know, the whole point is just, like, we either create 
a meal which is predominantly made from leftovers mm-hmm. or we'll go somewhere mm-hmm. like we did one where we went to gold star chili and got this like Oktoberfest dog and i just trashed it and just, like, it, what are those called a mukbang where you a, don't eat in front of the camera what's a mukbang where you eat in front of a camera there's a term for it yeah and it's like a very viral thing like like a lot of famous people just do like reaction videos uh well no like the the i'm pretty sure mukbang just means like simply eating and recording yourself eating really yeah let's look it up yeah look up mukbang this sounds weird it has definitely a weird name to it but um but no so when you're recording these videos with your brother like how do you feel do you feel like you you feel a little bit of anxiety? Do you feel like you're overthinking just uh, some l- little stupid shit when you when the camera's on, when the when the when it's rolling, when it's live? No, I I do okay in front of the camera. Um, I think that there's sometimes, honestly, there's more times where it's like, he's like, hey, we need to film content. I just don't fucking feel like it. Because mm-hmm. it takes up your energy. Yeah. Yeah. And or maybe training. or maybe the energy's just not there yeah, in the first yeah. place. Yeah, you know. So is that in turn you're putting more energy when the camera's on, is that in turn being your full authentic self? These are the things yeah. I deal with. Yeah, sometimes it, I mean, those are things you have to think about. It's like, oh, am I being authentic here? Yeah. Or am I really just pushing it to get through this video? Exactly. Um you know, it's just kinda like then you start questioning everything. Yeah, I do that a lot. <laughs> That's just on the videos? On every video you do? Um, Like the questioning or... What do you yeah, mean? where you're just like, is this authentic? Do I come off fake? Do I... Um, No, I try not to think about that too much because I know if I'm just following my three pillars of like, just be happy, uh, you know, and make videos that inspire and I don't know the third pillar, but... You know, if I, <laughs> I forgot if it, if I just follow my three pillars, be happy, whatever. I don't know what the third one is yet, but we're gonna have a third. We're gonna have a third pillar, damn yeah. it. Yeah. So like, if I just if I just know I'm happy in the moment, and maybe I am being a little bit extra, but maybe this video requires me to be a little bit more extra for um, you know, for content's sake or for. The viewers play like all I want is the viewer to watch a video and be entertained and have a good time watching it and take something from the video. If you could just say, "Hey, look at this twenty-two-year-old kid. He's traveling in his car," I could do the same thing. You yeah, know? and it, and it get, and it sparks any sort of inspiration. Maybe they just now they want to go on a hike today instead of sit on the couch and watch eat chips. Maybe now they want to plan a trip to uh, a road trip to you know Colorado. When when the week before they thought, man, I could never go to Colorado because I don't have the money to do it. Well, guess what? Look at look at this kid on on YouTube. He'll show you how. You yeah, he'll show you how you cheap. can raise money and do your traveling yeah, for cheap. Exactly, and that's the the most important aspect is like showing them how to make money on the road. At any point um, in this, have you have you ever come to a point where you didn't have money? Yeah. When I was in Chicago and I had 25 bucks left to my name. That was the closest you've got. That was my closest call because I went to Michigan with like 400 bucks in my account. Hit a dispensary. Um, 
Spent money. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, did, did all the necessities, right? I was trying to focus more on necessities, like just straight food and gasoline. That's yeah. all I need. And, and propane to keep the food cooked. Um, and Do you I, use those little Coleman things? Coleman camp stove, and it just has a butane little plug thing. Butane and then you use a big... Or do you use the big canister? Uh, I just use the, the they have little mini canisters. Yeah. Um, you can get different po- uh, grills that hook up to like propane. Or... Yeah, because you can get a connector for those grills mm-hmm. that connect to a big propane tank. Yeah, like, and that should have last you forever. It would last you a long time. Yeah, it lasts me a really long time. That's what I used to have hooked up to my uh, travel trailer. And... and refills are, I mean, they're pretty cheap. Yeah, no, they are. You can. Yeah, like freaking 20, 20 bucks. Especially if you figure that into your food costs. Yeah, like... the like honestly, I'm paying a lot to cook off that propane. Not a lot. Um, if I knew how to use my propane more, manage it properly, then it would it would be less expensive. But I'm spending like three bucks per canister, and I probably go through a canister every like two days. So that that adds up, yeah. especially if you're on a month long road trip. So the most I've had a canister last now is a week and a half. So that's way more manageable than every two days. Do you keep? Uh, I noticed in one of your videos you have a like a little cooler mm-hmm. in the back. Do you just keep that like filled with ice or keep it filled with ice? Um, the whole Michigan trip it was below thirty degrees, so I bought one bag of ice the whole trip. Really, which is pretty cool. Yeah, didn't it didn't ever melt at all, or it melted a little bit, but like I would just pour out the water and keep majority of the ice in there. Um, but. Yeah, I just keep a little bit of ice in the cooler, throw some eggs in there, some bacon, just whatever I need, you know, on the day-to-day travels for quick meals here and there. I always have, like, turkey meat in there. Yeah, you just grab, like, some deli meat. Yeah, some deli meat, some bread, some cheese, just whatever I need for on the road, just quick snacks. And then also, when I pull up to a Walmart, it's usually when I'm like, all right, let's, let's make shrimp lasagna or, you know, let's... Or, let's get fancy right? tonight. Yeah, let's get fancy. Alfredo, shrimp Alfredo. Yeah, you made Alfredo. Yeah, chi- I made chicken Alfredo and shrimp Alfredo, and they were both like, it was my first time ever doing the recipe and like cooking like that. I don't really cook that like that very often, but I was like, well, you know, let's let's have some fun. Like I'm on a road trip. I want and I like cooking, so why not get better at it and also learn how to do it in my car and also film a video. Just all these positives. So I was like, okay, okay, we're gonna do it. I made it, and I was like so surprised how like easy it was to make alfredo first of all and second of all um it was good like it was actually good and i was like dang i actually made something that tasted pretty good (laughs) yeah you know with very like minimal ingredients and stuff like that it was pretty chill that's wild we got the assistant in here brought in the remote he couldn't find brought in the remote like a boss (laughs) so yeah so i will we'll pop one of these on I'm sure they can they can hear us talk about it and what's it called again the munchy it's called munchy meals munchy meals yeah so um i'll put, just type it in like on my uh on the tv upstairs my uh i follow your channel the YouTube one? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the YouTube is the hardest to grow for me so far. Is it? Yeah, I'm also not consistent on there, so I need to be more consistent with my... I heard that's like the hardest thing... In general? To do. Like, 
See, like these are mukbangs. That is wild. That's a the mukbang. Chick, the chick just eating all that food. It can, and no, most of the time it's like, oh, there you are. There it is. Ha ha. So, I want to try to find my channel. Wait, go back up. Could you click on that one's it right there, right? Yeah, but I don't want to watch. Go this down. There or, or go, go up and then go there over. There it is. There it yep, is. Yep, there it is. Go to channel. All right, so we do all these like different things. All right, these thumbnails are good. And, oh like, yeah, it look everything looks professional so far. Yeah, so we do all these different meals, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, we we'll call them challenges sometimes. There's my pit bull that died. Aww. He just died recently. R.I.P. Danzig, R.I.P. to Danzig. So on this one, for instance, so this one's like over ten minutes. Yeah. But we took we we surprised my dad with Notre Dame tickets. Ooh. It's a and cold so, and rainy day here in South Bend. On a happy birthday. Here in South Bend. Yeah. For my dad, standing here with Lou Holtz. Getting ready to walk into the Notre Dame game. You're watching Munchie Meals. So, you know, me, Matt, Jackson, and my dad. So it's almost like your channel, but yeah. he just records you. Yeah. And so he, he, this is where he finds out where we're going. <laughs> so what's crazy about this shit is it's pouring fucking rain at the game and like there's 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 whole parts where we're in walmart and we end up buying just a huge tarp yeah. To put over us during the game, you oh know? Oh, God. But, yeah, so I, this is the stuff we do. But what we did was is, like, the munchie meal part was at the game. So this is us going into the game. And Or there you're munching on a hot Yep, dog. So, so here's where. Glizzy. Yeah, give me a gleazy, right? Foot <laughs> <laughs> long Italian sausage. <laughs> I see a lot of potential for this channel, and I see all these videos are from three years ago. Yeah, we, I'm mad that you haven't continued to make these. So we've got a ton of backlogged videos in the vault. A ton, uh, yeah. So it's and, basically up to him to continue. So editing. we, I mean, we've. I think the newest, the newest one we've done. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. I don't even because, know how long it's been. So. But like we do everything from just like we showed up at my mom and dad's and yeah. did steaks and seafood, made pizza over there. And did you promote this anywhere else? Like, did you promote it on Instagram? Oh, we've got like up, a Facebook page, cut up clips, an Instagram page. Um, I, you know, we're we're working on making some shorts and stuff. Yes, yes. Um, you know, stuff like that. Like these would kill. These little funny interactions would kill on shorts. Like they do so good. So there's these little interactions that like we have on here. We're like, it's like, it's like this one right here. That's not it. It's this one. So this. Oh, you do great on camera. Like, what this, are you talking about? You have no nerves at all. Che- this is the cheese carry one. Yeah. So, and, I was watching a commercial. 
Game. This is at our old house. Not a sponsor. <laughs> they can be a sponsor, but they're not one right now. History here. So, with that being said, we're gonna get some German cheese counties. You're watching Munchy Meals. I love these. So, we're driving right now, and so. You'll see little. No, bro, you need to post this like right. If you took this 20, 30 second clip and posted it on YouTube Shorts, uh, TikTok, and Instagram Reels, bro, it would get you. If, if you did that every day for a month straight and just took the, your favorite 15 second clips, one of those videos would get like 100,000 or 10,000 views. I mean, wow. No, they would. Like, it's destined to happen. And then all the traffic would go straight to this. And, like, people would start to see this. This is gold. Like, this whole yeah. thing is gold. Like, people just need to get their eyes Well, we do, like, little movie, like, quotes. We'll drop movie quotes and stuff. But, like, Matt, the way Matt edits, he, he does a really good job with the editing side. Very good. It looks and, very professional. But you'll see this part. So, this road we're on is, like, this, like, wild, like, in the woods back road, you know? Yeah. And, um... Oh, the way the music tied in, yeah. everything that was great. His editing is his, adding these clips in is better, literally better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we block out my cuss words. Really Throw a little experience. munchy meals yeah. logo. It's like, why, yeah, yeah. Has he made t-shirts? No. So, so they're open. We, we go through the line. Do you have a TikTok? No. Man. I talk shit about the restaurant the whole time, dude. Hello, how are you? I'd like to show you uh, Oktoberfest cheese conies. Can I have a What's that accent? Please? I'd like a uh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, just a one Mountain Dew, please. Thank you. See, like sometimes. Like... <laughs> so, so Matt, Matt sometimes will I've eat. Bro, I'm telling you. The girl just like blows me off. <laughs> She said, really? Close the door. Really? That's cool. See what I'm talking about? <laughs> Where's this at? In? South Bend? No, this is this is here. Yeah, this is a totally different... Uh, this is video. This is back home. But anyway, so I, I hate my meal, right? Okay, so we'll fast forward. We get our stuff. All right, I'm eating. I'm, I'm talking about the food look angry <laughs> I throw it out the window <laughs> right I'm not happy so obviously uh, I need I to yeah. be pleased yeah. right yeah you didn't even try yeah how's that feel you didn't even try how's that feel were you guys trying to quote that yeah <laughs> We quote movies all the time through these things. I love that. Yeah. We tried, we tried. So, 
Those of you from Cincinnati, if you've been interested to try it, and if you have tried it, did he add the music in the background or is that the radio? He adds music in the background. No, I mean like your facial. So yeah, so we decide that we're gonna go across the street to Frisch's. And I share, but I share the story with the girl at the drive-through about what just happened at Gold Star. <laughs> These are the type of personalities that are on the internet, though. Like this is the same. This is the, this is the same do. stuff you see all over, like the the millions of views and shit. You know, like this is the. It just needs to be properly advertised. Like you have it. You have all the content here. Freaking post four four clips a day of this stuff on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, all the little platforms, and it'll. You know, funnel it to this. So when you do the YouTube Shorts, mm-hmm. the YouTube Shorts, but having multiple of those a day, mm-hmm. that streams people into the to the channel. Yeah, especially if you if he posted the YouTube Shorts on this channel, be a fifteen second clip of you saying really something really funny or just being goofy, and it, it they'll click on the short, and the short is the same channel as this, so they could just go straight to the channel, subscribe right there. From the short, like from the view, the view page of the short, they can subscribe to your channel right there just from seeing your video. Yeah. Click subscribe. That, I like that dude. Subscribe. Continue going on. Oh, I like this dude. Subscribe. Continue going on. If you grab their attention enough, they'll click on the whole account and they'll watch all your videos. They like the first video they see. They're gonna watch another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then the next day they're gonna be thinking, "Hey, that dude was hilarious. I'm gonna show my friends that dude." Yeah. And that's how it happens. Like it just it's a funnel. And it all leads to your channel growing. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff that, like, we make, like, you know, on the show. Yeah. You know, we actually make it and do the food and stuff. But, yeah, like, we we took a a break for a while. And, I mean, we filmed a ton of content. Mm-hmm. We just haven't really done anything with it. But, I mean, you know, he he's... If you notice, like, he's separated all of them. Like, we do the ones that are on the road, you know, sandwich section, making sandwiches. Yeah. You know, we do a 40 donut challenge because my buddy said he could eat them, and I called him on his shit. <laughs> took, Did he do it? And he took him to Krispy Kreme, like, maybe got through a box. Hey, what's up, Munchie Mealers? If you we notice the picture of me naked painting back Kreme in the background. Donuts. <laughs> the we're sitting outside Krispy Kreme Donuts is my man Dante here. He says he can so eat. Dude, skip to the part where he's where he's about to puke. Donuts, and I don't believe him. Yeah, so so we're we're out doing this, right? Yeah. And he says that I literally pulled a Yui in the middle of the road and went back to Krispy Kreme. Oh, just because he said it. I should take that hat off and shame. This is the worst idea. <laughs> he's probably about to puke. Oh, he felt like shit. He felt yeah. like shit the rest of the day. I think he only made it to a box. I didn't It's like one of those in the moment things like, bro, I know I could eat. And I'm like, oh really? Oh really? He's like, yeah. Oh really? Okay. I just whip around and we just gonna do it anyway. You know? 
But we were, oh, inebriated. But yes, that's, you know, it's just like, I don't know, it's crazy just like how this whole thing works, you know, and, you know, it just, it's now become, you know, mainstream to bring people into your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's become the mainstream thing. Yeah, like, give them, like, a little window that they can, like, pop their head in and see what you're doing, you know, throughout the day. And that's, like, I don't know if you watch any live streamers, like, on Twitch. They have the strongest, like, cult-like following. Like, their, their following is always so powerful because you can literally go on Twitch and watch these dudes for eight hours a day live. So, like, the connection you have with them is, like, so much stronger you can send chats to them and like spam their chat thing and they'll respond to what you have to say oh, like wow. live so it's like so much more of like an interaction type thing and those people like you know Kai Sinet he he grew from basically having not you know much stuff going going on for him to being the number one Twitch most subscribed Twitch streamer you know and he's like blasting way past everyone else like say the number one Twitch subscriber had a hundred thousand subs, so each sub is five dollars a month. So that that Twitch dude is making five hundred thousand dollars a month off of streaming for eight hours a day, and that's just those were just numbers that I just threw out there. He's actually making way more or or way less. I don't necessarily know the exact numbers, but like the following that that grows is so like strong compared to like a YouTube video. You still have, like, a personal connection. You're watching them go throughout their day. You see similarities to them, to yourself. You like their personality. But, like, imagine if there was a camera on and there was, like, a 100 people in there just sitting there watching us have this conversation and, you know, putting their input in while we're also having a conversation and we can see their input live. Like, it just adds a whole nother level to things and, like, a whole nother way of doing things and... He's actually doing a 30-day streamathon, so he's going to be live on Twitch for 30 days straight, showing him sleep, everything, like everything. And this dude's the most entertaining dude like ever. He's and just, people are going to be just like watching this dude sleep. Bro, watching and sending him bands, just sending dollar after dollar after dollar after $5 after $20. Why? Because that's just like the community on Twitch, like people, like there's the donate button is like a big thing on Twitch like a lot of people just will naturally donate like if they like what you're doing they'll just send you 5 bucks 10 bucks here and then there's another thing called gifted subs so to if you subscribe to a, a Twitch streamer you have to pay the 5 bucks a month or if you wanted to be a subscriber to Kai but you didn't have the 5 bucks I can gift you a sub so I can send it to you as a gift now you're subscribed to Kai but you didn't pay that 5 bucks I'm paying it for you that's crazy yeah so people with a bunch of money that want more people subscribed to Kai, they can just say, "Hey, here's here's five hundred free gifted subs. Get you know, get them while you can." Subs like Sammy's. Subs like a subscription. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, also subs like Sammy's. I will gift you a Sammy. I will eat that gifted Sammy. Dude, that's insane, dude. Like I had no idea it was like that. Yeah. Like there's so much. Like, I know influencers, I don't know, but I've seen videos on people with, like, 25,000 followers, right? Not 25,000, I'm sorry. They have, like, um, 250,000 followers, which, like, me right now, total, I'm at 150. So, like, I'm I'm getting close to that 250, you know, quarter of a million followers. And 
I've seen people say, I have a quarter million followers. I got a brand deal for $25,000 to make one video. One video. Promoting. Promoting a product and throwing the link in their bio for $25,000. So it's like anytime a company reaches out to me, I say, first off, I'm sorry, but like, unless it's a company that I like, like some companies like cell phone or like a company that wants to promote their, uh, their iPhone case, they reached out and I was like, yeah, sure. You know, how much do you guys pay? We pay, uh, $20 per video. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm not doing any work for anything less than $5,000. You know, like I, I know my value. I know my, my community is like very like engaging. Like it's a very engaging community. So like, no, I don't want to promote this and I don't want to be like a seller. I only want to do things that I want to do. Like I thought I use Manscaped products all the time. Like I love Manscaped. That's why I reached out to them and I was like, Hey, let me be a brand ambassador. And they're like, you need 10,000 followers. I was like, okay, that's a new goal. This is back when I had like 4,000 followers. I was like, all right, boom, let's do this. Within a week, I had 10,000 followers because that's when I was was growing like crazy. And um, I still am right now, but it slowed down just a little bit because I haven't been on the road. I noticed when I'm on the road, it's a lot more. You grow. Yeah. So I reach out. I get this brand deal. I finally get it. I noticed you went up by like 2,000 followers from the time I followed you until like the other day. Yep. You know? Yep, it's it's going up every, like, we can look at the Instagram feed right now, which I try not to look at, but two seconds ago, this dude followed me, and if I sit here and refresh it for, like, the next 15 seconds, a new person will follow me, I'm sure. We'll just have to wait and see. This is somebody that, like... You need to start car camping today. I ripped out my front seat. My bedding consists of a pillow, heated sleeping bag, a sheet, memory foam padding. I have an engine light checker, some fruit, my journal, camera bag, batalis, tripod, carbon monoxide detector, fishing pole, scraper, damper to help moisture some car stuff, and what? But yeah, so that's that's a video I posted yesterday, and this is like people reposting it on their story. Mm-hmm. So let's see if we got another one pop up. So, so yeah, so 18 seconds ago, Amber followed me. I so bet she did. Every minute or so, I get like two followers, just, you know, depending. Yeah. And that is only because I have a video that's going viral, like... To me, viral is like anything that goes over um, like half a mil. So there's like different categories. When the video is under 10,000, it'll be growing like 20 views per second or something. And then once it gets past the 10,000 mark, you'll see it jump like 200 views in two seconds. And then 600 views in two seconds. And then you're just refreshing and it's like 6,000, 7,000, 10,000, 12,000, 14,000, like... It's just, it keeps going and going and going. And then a certain spot, it'll just like stop, completely dead stop. It's so weird. Like I'm trying to, and I only do this out of a place of like trying to understand the algorithm and learn more about the craft. I'm not sitting there like um, stroking my ego like, oh, look at all these people that are, oh my God. You know, I'm like, okay, is this video performing? I look at it from a business business standpoint like is this video doing as well as i expected it to do if it's not what are the things i need to change yeah if it is doing well what are the things that i need to recreate mm-hmm. so it's like i'm not like I'm, I'm trying to like i said earlier i'm trying to detach emotionally from the you have to and turn it more into like this is a business because yeah, it is you it's have a business to. and um 
Yeah, or or if not, then I'll just get super depressed every time I post a video and it gets you know below a million views, mm-hmm. which majority of my videos do. So. Yeah. What's your average uh, view count? Um, it's different for each app, but on like Instagram, what's your Instagram, average? Instagram, we're very consistent with like always getting over thirty k. So like fifty, eighty, wow. hundred, always getting over. I mean, so all of these. So one, two, three, four, five, six, was destroying my- seven. These seven were posted this week. So the out of this week, nothing's under thirty thousand. But these seven, one, two, th- were posted last week. So like as you can see, also everything is usually above forty-five to fifty. But like you know, right here, thirty thousand. And if you'll notice, I did all car camping, car camping, car camping, car camping, and then I did this video. Yeah. had nothing to do with car camping did not do as well as all the other mm-hmm. car camping stuff like and those are trends you'll start to see like i'm posting car camping every day car camping every day car camping every day and then boom let's just do a trend where it's like cool artsy stuff nope people don't want to see that they yeah. expect you to do this certain thing <clears throat> that's why i said like you know with you with the whole 24-hour shopping thing i think it needs to be organic it needs to be figured into a trip where that's how you're going to raise your money for that trip because then you're you're sticking with your car camping. You're mm-hmm. sticking with your way that you already make money. Well, that's you know? the, that's the thing. If I were to do it in in Indiana, I was gonna car camp that night. Like I would be in the car the whole time, the twenty full twenty four hours, and I'd make all my meals in the car. So mm-hmm. that'd be like another added thing that I can put in the video. Video watch me, like ah, oh, I'm getting hungry. Let's go cook a steak, you know, or like oh, it's about lunchtime. Yeah, let's make some top ramen on the grill in the back, like. Not that's not an ordinary, boring thing. Like an ordinary boring thing would be like, let's go to McDonald's. You know, we'll go through the drive-through. You know, shots of me going through the drive-through. Whatever, everyone can do that. You know, top ramen bowls, dude. You just walk right into a gas station. Exactly. Take a piss on your way out. Yeah. Put your <laughs> take hot, a piss. Put on... your put your hot water in there on the way out the door. <laughs> and by the time you get to your car, shit's fucking soft, ready to go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're totally right. And the thing, I, I don't know. I've tried to steer away from Top Ramen because I was literally, like, raised on Top Ramen. Yeah. Like, I'd eat, like, three so bowls a day. It's so bad for you. So, <laughs> so bad, bro. Like, probably, like, the amount of nutritional value in that versus, like, actual dog food. Like, I'm sure there's more nutritional value in actual dog. That's a good chance. Yeah. But, like, I'm not shitting on Top Ramen. Like, they carried me all fire. the way through. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. They carried me all the way through my childhood. So, I can't shit on Top Ramen. Yeah. One of my daughters, she she loves ramen. She would eat it every day, all day if we'd let her. You ever throwing an egg in there? No. Mix it up? Throw a little extra spice? Like when I'm at home. Yeah. 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 I get creative sometimes. Yeah. I like throwing an egg in there. Like maybe add some actual chicken chunks. Like after it, like after you drain it, you throw your egg in and mix it and let the heat from the... right when the noodles are starting to soften, I'll toss an egg in with the boiling water. The the egg will harden up within like 30 seconds and then I'll break the egg and it'll be like a egg drop soup. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um... Or egg, break the yolk of the egg is what I was trying to say. I don't throw the whole freaking hard-boiled... I don't make a hard-boiled egg, you know? Yeah. I do that, and that really adds, like, a different layer because it's like, okay, now I'm being a little bit more healthy. 
there's actually some source of protein in here. Yeah. You know, it's different. So, like, for my problem was, like, always eating the same ramen over and over and over again. The taste yeah. would get annoying. Yeah. It'd get bland. So, like, Mix mixing it up. it up, throwing an egg in there, throwing some, like, paprika. Throwing um, some bacon-wrapped chicken thighs. <sighs> <laughs> I can't wait to start wrapping those things when we're done. <laughs> Gee whiz. Yeah, that's going to be good shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, I'm glad you made the trip. I'm glad you got to come hang out with me. And, um, you know, I'm I'm glad it, uh, you know, it, it gave you an opportunity to really talk about everything that you got going on, man. Because yeah. you've got a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I try to downplay it. A lot, but it's you honestly, do. I mean, if you think about everything you got going on, like you've got a shitload of things going on. Yeah, and just tons of opportunity and possibilities. Mm-hmm. And no, I agree. I love. I love that being in that in that state though, where there's like unlimited potential, unlimited opportunities. Yeah, I agree. But no, I'm glad you got to come down. Uh, you want to tell everybody your uh, handles so they can. Yeah, so it's on. Um, it's at the Michael Hickey on everything. So the, just the word the, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Hickey, H-I-C-K-E-Y. Um, I do YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, YouTube Shorts, Pinterest, Twitter, uh, Rumble, Reddit. Basically, anywhere you're, you're find, you'll find videos, you will find my account, which is the Michael Hickey. So, yeah, follow him, uh, follow his story, follow all the exciting things he's got going on, and uh, follow his travels. And, uh, you know, it's it's really great to have someone come on that can, you know, talk about these types of things and just all these different ways people are living and, and enjoying life to the, to the fullest. But, uh, no, I appreciate you coming on, and, um, you know, you're more than welcome to come on anytime. And, uh... To everybody else, this is Leaves of Grass. I'm Jason. Thanks again to uh, Michael Hickey for coming. And again, that's at the Michael Hickey on all platforms. And I will see you guys soon.